Hello. Hello. Hey. I offered you this Hi. before, but mayhaps you could have it again. Would you like a carrot? Sure, I'd like a carrot. Okay, I will eat it for you. Mmm, delicious. What are you doing? Right now, I'm eating a carrot. It's a... Uh, You're eating a... Why are you eating a carrot on the podcast? Because I'm hungry and carrots are good for you. Please Why? don't eat into the microphone. Okay. Is this better? See, the problem is that before I was just taking the complaints of people that were upset, but now I have to hear it. Oh, that's, that's right. that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... We should probably so you, address the elephant in the room. Are you a prepper now? I am not a prepper. Do However... You hate, do you hate the UCA and the goddamn bridges? I mean, yeah. But uh, that's not why I'm at home today. So for those of you who cannot see me right now, hello... Uh, I'm currently in my home, sitting on my couch with a carrot. And the reason for that is because I am jealous of Wooly getting to do the podcast in his pajamas. But I cannot appropriately leave the house wearing my pajamas. So fuck it. Sounds like everyone bought it. Okay. So. No, the for real ass, the for real answer is that, unfortunately, we seem to be going through a trying time in the world today, what with the corona. And as there are some cases in Montreal, Paige and I are trying to limit our exposure to everything and everyone, because if anybody sneezes on that woman, she will just instantly die. She is a compromised lupus-based immune system. So I'm doing my part, which is not going over to your house and touching your things. Right. So. Which I do. Prep. When, you, when you're not looking. So prepper, then. Oh. I've gotten to eat some really delicious breakfasts out of it because Paige is actually a really good cook. <clears throat> are there um what's the last human being you've seen is it just uber eats no this is like people at the grocery store okay because you gotta get food from the grocery store okay i'm trying to figure out what degree of um because there's the there's the you know there's the clear stated concern Mm-hmm. And then there's the goblins, and the mm-hmm. goblins are going to take whatever the reasonable level of concern is, and crank that bitch up just a little bit. So the funny. So thing- if you tell me, if you tell me that you got your um, hazmat suit in the in the mail coming in an Amazon box, this is where I'm not too surprised. But I'm not no, no, to- that'd be ridiculous. Excuse me. Would it? Would it? No. Um, what wouldn't? Tell me what wouldn't be ridiculous. What wouldn't be ridiculous? Um, I don't know, man. Like, 
uh, before the grocery store, I think the last human person we saw was at the at the at a rest a local restaurant we go to. But Uber Eats, in particular, because those are just regular Uber drivers who are going back into and from the airport. Uber Eats had to go right away. Like that was like the single most like mmm mmm no. Nah. No. Okay, well, here we are. Hey, man, when I get sick and die, you'll be thankful that I didn't get you, too. That's how it's going to go. Yeah, maybe. Fuck it. I, uh, I hope that you are able to make the best of... Uh, this new world of Street Fighter 3 that you find it, yourself trapped in. It honestly changes precious little about my life and that has me somewhat concerned. Hmm. <laughs> I had this moment of like, hmm, what if you're I were cor- to... You're, you're on quarantine lockdown, they say. And then... What um, changes? Um, uh, yeah. This? Yeah. And almost nothing else. This. So this like is what th- that's about it. It's one of those things, you know, when people say, "I'm going to boycott all of EA's games," and you're like, "Well, that's really easy because all they put out is dog shit now. There's nothing that I actually want to get from the EA now." You know, it turns out you've been living in quarantine for a while now, so. I think the funniest thing is I was uh, thinking about this the other day. Do you remember back in the day, back when around the first time when we first knew each other, I used to get chronic bronchitis every single year? Uh, I don't. Okay, well, I did. I, I get horrible bronchitis every year around flu season. And uh, then I stopped getting chronic bronchitis every year. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Ah, oh, lucky me. And I never put it together that that was because... Uh, I stopped getting it once I stopped working at the grocery store. Oh, yeah, sure. Once I stopped being face-to-face, person-to-person with 10,000 peoples a day for every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. This is a little bit not that, but sure. I think the news said to yesterday that uh we are at two Mm -hmm. number two was discovered yesterday in our local area and uh the city Mm -hmm. known as much known as actually they said quebec yeah they said they said said number two in quebec so uh that is a 100 percent increase from one one's up at the uh, jewish general in the in the isolation uh room or whatever uh, and the other is in the Montérégie region, which is where I used to live. Uh, they got back from a cruise. So, yeah. That's where we're at. Hey, man, I'll be real. I'm, not, I'm honestly not too worried about it. And if I got it, I'd totally be fine. Because I'm fucking young and strong and obviously in uh, the peak of physical fitness. But but the 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 people in my close proximity would die instantly. So can't have that. 
Fair enough. Man, eating these carrots on the podcast was a was a great idea. Oh yeah, go for it. These are such delicious carrots. Oh, all of you guys should have some carrots. Did you just home. okay someone to turn on a blender? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, you don't um, know what's happening here. Anything could be happening. You know, that's the kind of the problem, actually. That's mm-hmm. kind of the problem, but um, that's fine. That's fine. We can my my dick could be out just below camera. You you can't you can't stop that. Yeah, below camera. Twitch can stop that very quickly. Very, very quickly. All right, listen. Um, this is an audio podcast, after all. Ostensibly. So, um, why don't you talk to me about your week? Yo, dude, did you play World of Horror? Not yet. Dude, it's fucking incredible. It's absolutely fucking awesome. I hear a lot of good things about it, and I've gotten it recommended enough that I do intend to take a look at it, but I just have not done so yet. It is a one-person game made by uh, some chap or possibly lady. I'm not sure. Their their name is kind of unisex and Polish out in Poland. And it is a old-timey, like, 1980s adventure game roguelike based on, like, Lovecraft and Junji Ito. The art style looks pretty sick. Looks like, uh, yeah, I assume the whole thing is black and white and, like, hand-drawn, right? So, the whole game is black and white. It's You, you have graphics options to choose between 1-bit or 2-bit. Do you want to have shading at all of any kind? If so... Oh, wow, look at the graphics. But you actually have, like, um, it feels like 50 different palettes. It feels like you can have everything from, like, red, like, bright, shocking red to, like, blue or, like, all these different weird palettes. The current one that I'm... The options. Oh, yeah, you just, you just go in the options and go, just go to the palette button and just hit left or right. Or it, it asks you when you start a game. Um, I'm currently using one called Mondo, which is like a newspaper kind of yellowy with like red background. Um, is Elmo freaking out? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, that's our special guest. Okay. Oh, don't apologize, Elmo. It's fine. I knew he was going to do this. That's a value. That's a value add. What a good cat. Sounds like a human baby crying, but I'm not Xbox Live Man drowning no, my baby in the background. No, it's it sounds like a cat. This baby is overweight and not drowning. But anyway, World of Horror. World it's, of Horror. It's it's so fucking fantastic. The UI is a mess. It's an actual nightmare. It's 100% mouse-driven. I don't think there's a single keyboard command in the entire game. Which is, um, that's nice because I like the ability to lean back and kind of like one-arm it. The only problem with that is that like there are a lot, there are a lot of things where you're going to be like attacking and you go click, click. I want to prep the attack, then attack, then prep the attack, then attack, then launch. And it's, it's just there's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an early access. But even in, in its early access state, it is just... Dr- 
it is so high quality and so polished. The only it's early com- access. Yeah. Huh. It's at point nine two point eleven, and there it's getting updated every couple of days. The next po- uh, the next patch to come out will be uh, the one that enables mod support. And mod support in that game is uh, basically there are event packs. So you'll say uh, turn on the World of Horror base game. And the World of Horror base game contains 100 event cards that can play in various locations. And the next patch will come out and you'll be able to make uh, card packs, essentially, or event packs. So that you could just add more to the World of Horror. You could do your own like I'm different confused. type of thing. Th- think of it as adding event car- event cards to like a, a board game. But they add content to the actual video game. Yeah, and you would you would which go is, into customize, which is which is, which is and, what genre? Uh it is a roguelike. It is a roguelike okay. a roguelike, excuse me. A roguelike okay. adventure game. Do five okay. mysteries of which there are, I want to say 15 uh randomized uh get to the lighthouse stop the elder god from rising again and cards add um extra well i'm calling items. them cards they're just event packs uh there's currently i think 140 events in the game but okay. considering you can make events that are just text they don't need any art like once the okay. the mod support comes out people will be able to make like giant content packs that have like a hundred different things like hey do you want to recreate the entirety of Uzumaki in a like adventure game choose your own adventure style like go for it yeah interesting okay that sounds a lot like a board game i picked up for table lords uh i haven't played it yet but yeah betrayal on house on haunted hill it is uh, very betrayal cool. at the house on the hill is like they think it was kind of described in a similar manner to what you're saying it <clears throat> it's really really clearly modeled after those games okay it's fucking it's incredible it's what i've been blowing most of my week on uh i've i've beaten it with almost every character i've beaten it uh on almost every background which are stuff like uh, you know you're either haunted by the cult or you're you're frail or uh you have a curse that kills all your allies if they join your party but you start with extra money etc um what what's the closest thing it resembles as a platformer <sighs> darkest dungeon if it was a adventure game i guess i mean like does it feel like uh blasphemous does it feel like uh dead cells does it feel I, I, like I'm, no it's an it's an adventure rogue, game rogue galaxy rogue legacy w- woolly it's it's sorry sorry i mean that i'm okay wait it is not sorry i thought i thought you said action um all right okay no woolly it's an adventure game you you you're you're clicking on text boxes and and point and click adventure uh, yeah point and click adventure like uh, combat is like like old school like Shin Megami Tensei where there's a giant person's head uh, on the screen okay uh, okay 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 all right never mind yeah, okay Oh, by the way, I had a joke ready for the beginning of the podcast, and I forgot to say it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to iTunes' number two video game podcast in the U.S. Hey, 
We're going to be celebrating that by literally phoning it in from now on. Ha 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 ha. No, just for just for timing. We've uh yeah, that's super cool. We've been we've been one before. All right, now that we're on top, just, just give up. We've been we've been higher. But that's pretty good. Well, you sound exhausted. Um, Did spring forward kick your ass? No, I'm okay. I don't like spring forward. I don't care for it. Yeah, you lose the hour. I don't like it. Everything everything gets darker faster. Which, you know, like, I get it. You lose precious daytime. But also, like, I've learned to, like, be productive at night. So I kind of don't mind that much i feel like uh you know like the quicker we get over we get this day over with the faster we can start nighttime and the more we can have that nighttime working feeling i'm not a big fan of being an hour closer to the europeans the increased temporal proximity to the europeans makes me uncomfortable because as we know europeans smell but it's like if the daytime is going to be shitty and gray and wintry, then like who cares about that hour? It's a it's a it's a shitty hour anyway. Yeah, you know? I just don't like how it it's works. It's not an if it was an hour of summer, if it was an hour of nice, you know, cool wind and breeze and like lounging outside, then cool. But it's not. It's a shitty, slushy, frozen gray hour that we're losing. So fuck that hour. That hour uh, ain't shit. I think the worst part about swing forward is the exact like because we're me and you are up super late, right? Is the what are you ex- playing? I'm playing what are you Final playing? Fantasy. What are you playing? You're playing Final Fantasy 14 right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Does that offend you? You know what? You know what? No, no, it doesn't. Have at it. How's your How's your fucking raid going? Raid. I'm doing daily shit. I'm not even looking at the screen. You're doing your dailies. Okay, that's yeah. great. I'm phoning it in, man. Go whole hog. What? Show it on screen. You people are assholes. This is an audio podcast. All right. Well, um, while you do that, forgive me while I get my tepin on. Because. Oh, this is um, good. I like this. this I got. Perfect. I got. Uh, I'm back in championship rank. And dude, um, you you keep flying right the fuck back up there every time. Yeah, I just I can't get. I see. So my ranking, I got to I got to nine eighty five world. Mm-hmm. So nine eighty five is in, in ranking in total is not that bad. But I can't I can't get higher than that. It's pretty fucking hard to crack that top five hundred. So, well, I mean, you could just like do. you could just say, hey man. Hey, top 1,000 Teppan players, let's all have a big party. And then you go and smash their kneecaps with little hammers. See, and then the problem, the problem is that, like, you log back in, and then that number changes because as people, like, start to move and shift around in the rankings, you're in that top 1,000, but then you get pushed back down again. And now zero came out, and zero is a motherfucker. So, you know... It's tricky. Does, does that mean that every single time you log in, you're going to log in and it's going to be like, hey, congrats, you lost uh, 15 uh, ranks? If Yeah, well, because the numbers are shifting. So whatever you get to is that, you know, you're you're still like ranked in the entire fucking thing. So um, it is what it is, you know. 
Uh, they changed the meta. Now Chun-Li has a yawn. Uh, her yawn is better, and it's just, there's a lot of yawn meta decks that are fucking annoying to fight, so it is what it is. It's I, fine. I, I, I can't... I Like, listening... Listening... Listening to the phrase uh, yawn meta deck come out of your mouth yeah. is, is the most acid trip fucking nightmare that, like... So, I have a question about Tevin. Yeah. Go for it. And you you might or may not be able to answer this because you said they changed the meta. Uh, they change the meta every season. Generally, when a new character comes out, it'll end up rebalancing things because they introduce a new mechanic or mm-hmm. something like that. Like um, Akuma mm-hmm. came out and he he introduced ascended, mm-hmm. ascending to the to the meta. So it gets a little bit harder to do shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess my my question is mainly about the phrasing. Is it the kind of thing because games either come out and they either change the meta on purpose or mm-hmm. the meta happens to change? Um. It's it's deliberate. They're paying attention to it. They're definitely paying attention to it because people are complaining about, you know, certain things being too hard to fight. And they kind of, like, introduce a new mechanic that will oftentimes, like, make it easier to deal with the currently too strong thing. Mm-hmm. But then also add an aspect to it where it's like... <sighs> let's imagine if you played a version of... If, to use an, 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 any analogy for, like, any genre that has PvP in it, imagine mm-hmm. if an entirely new mechanic started to exist that didn't exist before. Yeah. You'd have to now put that into into consideration into whatever strategy you planned for. Oh, man, If there was a meter that pick, didn't exist... It wins every time. Oh, my God. Yeah. If there was a meter that didn't exist before, um, then it wouldn't... You know, you, whatever you were planning to on in the, with your, your meta originally, whatever your game plan was, it's not going to work. So Akuma comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And he adds a, a mechanic where when someone puts a card down, they can put a card down on top of there. I just won. I just beat Akuma. Fuck you. Um, Congratulations. Go back. Is that a so human they, being, I assume? And then you, he, uh, basically there's things in the game where you can fuck someone over by having them stick a character in a slot. And then like you can use fly to attack past that slot. And directly hurt the hero, mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit. And then Akuma can like overwrite and kill any of his play, any of his units by dropping a unit on top of it, and um, that allows a lot of people's strategies and setups for whatever they're fighting to change and fucks up a lot of shit. So, you know, um, that's 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 what's up. That's what's up. It uh, it does change, and it's intended. I think I think everything's intended at this point. I think it's especially when they post on twitter like hey are you annoyed by this you should use this to counter it okay that's that's not just because that actually segues into what i i was thinking of which is there's a difference between them changing the meta and the meta changing and then there's the third option which is prescribing a new meta okay which is like hey hey that thing was really strong last season what if you did this instead? And just literally telling people what the new hotness is. Ah. It's funny because yes. I, I play yes. uh, 14 in Destiny, right? And 14, You mind if I do my draws right now? You mind if yeah, I do if my I draws? Do your, yeah, do your draws. I'll do my draws. I don't know what that All means. Right. I got I got, I got got a bunch of spare tickets. So I can see if I'm getting any... any, any. I, I'm like, I, I like my deck, so I don't mind. You know What is that? I don't what does mind. that mean? So I'm gonna do my draws right here. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna, but so you're gonna be drawing. What? What is? I'm drawing cards. Drawing. Oh, new you're cards. drawing cards. Yeah, yeah. Like with a, like yeah. with a, like with a, 
like with a uh, a pencil. No, I'm I'm see I'm pulling out new cards oh. to add to to my shit. Oh, I see. Because uh, you know, I've kind oh. of like who'd you get? Uh, well, from the looks of it, I'm seeing uh, Pyron. I'm seeing Mister X. Uh, oh. Rebecca Chambers. These are good um, cards. I'm seeing a Monster Hunter thing. I don't know what it is. And, uh, yeah. Oh, there's a Charlie. Oh, there's a bunch of new cards that are... How about that? Mr. X probably looks like he's a good card. Hmm. Oh, there's a Zero. Yeah. Oh, good. good You got Zero. Weren't you just talking about Zero coming out? Yeah, yeah. There's some some decent stuff in here. Ooh, I have a shiny Colin. There's shinies in that game? There's shinies in this game. So I got a I got a colon and she she's shining. She's super shiny. Yeah. Look at her go. How about that? We're going gacha. Yeah, man. Ga- gambling, hey. Hey, guess hey. Gambling. I got Ed. Ed from Street Fighter. So there's that. It's pretty yeah. The only thing is that, of course, you know, if not, hey, if we're doing this, then we're doing this. Mm-hmm. If we're doing this, then we're doing this, motherfucker. All right. So, yeah. So, so, so. Tell me about uh, your SSRs, man. Well, I don't know what that is, but I'll tell you what. I have a deck that I'm happy with. And because I'm happy with that deck, I don't really care about buying new cards ever. So I've got tons of like stored free tickets to buy new cards. Can you burn them down to create like dust to create cards you want? Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. You can totally, you burn duplicates. You burn duplicates to create. Well, holy shit! There you go, man. You know, but like the current deck I have gets me all the way to champ every time, and like if I get a good luck of the draw, I can, I can, I can crush it. So like, why would I fuck with that? I think I've achieved pretty solid balance with my current deck. Um, so the two legendaries I got. One I got beautiful romance, which is Zero and Iris going out on a date, hanging out, having a nice time. Are you serious? Yeah, that's that's Zero and Iris hanging do you, out. Do you flip that card and he goes, what am I fighting for? Well, it gives a random green unit in your hand or EX pocket plus two HP and minus one MP. So you can spend, you can call them out faster and they get more life for it. That's a pretty good card. And here's Sherry Birkin. Oh my God. Which version? She's wearing a, a, a furry white coat. Oh, that's Sorry, very sick Sherry Birkin. Fuzzy white coat. She's holding a gun out. Yeah, she's that's. eight. She's an eight point card, which is way too much. That takes so much time to summon that shit. That's a that's, that's ridiculous. Agent Birkin, by the way, that's ridiculous. What she do? You, well, she places one mercenary by blood on the field. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. And uh, when she when played on the field, she gains one HP for every five seconds. Yeah. What is, is right and what is wrong? Know yourself and know the answers. She no longer had any hesitation about pulling the trigger. That's absolutely 100% dead on. So Sherry becomes some sort of mercenary? No, she becomes a mutant. Oh, yeah. She has, she has straight up like Wolverine-style healing factor in RE6. Oh, so that's why she gains one HP every five seconds. Yeah, and the the mercenary by blood is the uh, is a reference to the fact that she teams up with Jake for her co op campaign. Right, right. Who is okay. Wesker's baby? What about? I'm, 
I'm still convinced that was like a turkey baster situation. There's no way someone in Resident Evil would have sex. That's disgusting. Um, I got Marvin Brenna, and I know who that is. It's Marvin. I love Marvin. He's great. So he's a he's he's a pretty he's a, he's not that special. He's a pretty normal ass character, but his ability is when he dies. You send two cards from your deck to the graveyard and deal three damage to a random enemy unit. So, right before he dies, he fucking he does some shit. So there you go. That's the, that's that's what I'm getting, and a whole lot of other cards in there. You know, and I wish Hearthstone was Hearthstone, but instead of Hearthstone, it was Teppen. You wish Hearthstone had Capcom. IPs in it. I with I with the Hoth. What the fuck? I wish that Hearthstone was just a Capcom game, and it was identical, except it was Capcom characters. Is it is it that much more fun? I uh, I prefer the the turn based thing than the than the you know the. I, it's kind of like ATB in Teppan, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's so weird. It's so so weird, right? Because I feel that like. <laughs> uh, you got you know what you know what Pat you got me you got How me. so how'd I get I was you? I'm, I was giving you the shit and I was saying fine fuck it and I pulled out my Teppin and now I'm actually talking about Teppin <laughs> I was like if you want to phone it in if you want to do the big phone ins then we phone in and whatever eventually intending to swerve back but now you got me talking about teppen this this is great okay? see the, the fun so thing fuck is, you is all right i actually have practice playing games during a podcast every clems podcast shy stream uh uh fucking uh level clear podcast every single one of those ever mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. playing a game in the background are you absolutely how are you listening and engaging and giving like decent? Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, what's that? Uh, nothing much. I thought I just saw a cat fucking knock over some water. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is our special guest appearance by Elmo the cat. He is a wonderful boy. And I hope it. I hope it fucks up your abilities on cooldown. Dude, I'm just sitting here in a field waiting for a cue to pop. So you actively you actively do not listen to the podcasts that you guest on, oh, of and course you just I chime do. in at the end of whatever you're saying. I, I you're, just I just play worse. You devote bandwidth to Wooly. We do LPs. This should mm-hmm. be second nature to you by now, shouldn't it? You just play worse. Yeah, just play shit. That's why I'm playing 14. I don't need to play good. Fair enough. I have a ranking to worry about over here. Yeah, see, you're playing a real game, and that's why your brain started to think about the game you were playing. Me? See, the other... I can't even see FF14 right now. I'm looking right at the camera. So what I was what I was going to say is that the one thing about Teppin that ends up being um, the, like, the part that I'm like, ah, I wish they can fix this, is that it is a turn-based card game, but because there are ATB attack lines that give you a couple seconds before every attack goes off, mm-hmm. people have a very a very key part of this game is waiting until the frame before you can 
you're about to hit and making your attack hurt more. Yeah. Right? You mentioned this the last time you brought it up. Exactly. And then what'll happen there is by doing it at that moment, whatever the person was supposed to do, they can't. If they had a card ready to defend you, you've removed that ability from them because they can't possibly squeeze it in. You know, so there's times when an ability is starting up and I'm literally at my phone sliding my finger from the deck to the board, just rubbing it as hard as possible to get my defensive card played in the space between the attack about to hit and the actual contact point. So would you say that you're you're monster mon-piecing your cards in? Literally. Literally. And that is like, that should not be part of a turn-based card game where you're out playing with forethought and strategy. Yeah, that's 100% like they're to specifically differentiate themselves from Hearthstone. Yeah. Because if you Um, took that away, it would just be Hearthstone. Okay. Where there's just like, as soon as you play it, it does the effect and that's it. Yeah. And and then you have a minute to play your card. And you play your and, card, and it's a static turn, one, 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 one. And then at the end of the turn, an attack occurs. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, the thing with this is that, like, there's animations, like when you do a super, where it doesn't cost you any mana to do it, but uh, it, it costs you, like, your super meter or whatever, but it still interrupts the game, and it means if you had a card floating ready to place, it drops back into your deck. So there's little things where people are basically oh, exploiting. Oh, that's... Oh yeah, so you can grab a card and you can float it over the slot you want to put it in, and wait for it. Wait for the cooldown to as soon as it finishes, then you just let go, right? But if that, so if someone does a big super, so like Morrigan does her like you know uh, a shadow blade or whatever, um, then it plays a cutscene, and then the card that was floating drops back to the bottom of the screen, and you're like, well, that takes an extra second, which means I can't play it, which means I got fucked. And everyone at top level, everyone in that top thousand is doing that all the time. The, a key part of winning at this game is fucking the person into not being able to play the card that they were going to play. I think the know? funniest thing about that is that at that point, it might as well be turn-based. At that point. Yeah. But like, it's like, unless they deliberately wanted this strategy to be a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they and did. What it also, yeah. And what that also does is it makes it so that like you can have characters that have things like haste, where mm-hmm. they attack faster, and like like heavenly kicks Chun Li can attack like twice in the t- span of time that and the normal character c- can attack. So of course she can. Yeah. Anyway, um, so fine. Tepping on the podcast, it is then. Why? Why did you? Uh, why were you so enamored with Tepin once more? Anyway, play World of Horror for real. Yeah, it's, I will. Fu- it's fucking incredible. It's it's just super super good. It's a roguelike, but um, does that mean that there's a true end? Uh, the true end is you uh, is you be is you make it all the way up to the top of the lighthouse, and there are a couple alternate endings. The main way that they they do it is that. Uh, so the, the, the structure or flow of the game is you get given five, uh, random mysteries to solve and they're all alliterations. So there'll be like vicious verses of a, of a vigil or a rotten report of rancid ramen. 
And each of those little mini stories will have their own separate endings. So uh, the ramen one is like you're, you, there's a suspicious ramen joint that might be cursed. So uh, ending one is you just get a vial of the broth. And ending two is you get a vial of the broth, but you also went and dumpster dived in order to get uh, some meat that they threw out to the lab so it could test it. So there's about, uh, there's uh, only like two that only have one ending, uh, but most of them have two or three, and there's even, I think, but there's no, there's no, four. There's no super ending. Uh, there is, but it's, uh, it's bordering on impossible to get. It's a Silent Hill, like, UFO dog ending kind of thing. Okay, okay. Because, like, I've been playing, um, more Bumbo, and uh, that's a game where like every character has their own ending, and then you beat it twice with everybody to unlock stuff, and then like I think there's like a final like sort of ending, and then there's like little bits of like Isaac lore and shit like that. So um, yeah, you need an incentive to like to bother doing the full replay. Right? Yeah, th- like, this this one is is mainly focused on like the the big meta story is get to the lighthouse. And climb the lighthouse, but the actual variability is primarily in the investigations, which are the cases. So there's a bunch of those. There's a macabre memoir of mermaids. There's uh, I'm noticing a naming convention here. Yeah, they're all alliterative. Um, the the so or uh, abnormal account of arms, stuff like that. Um, and 99% of the game is within those adventures. Putrid putt of Pat. You did it. You did it. Wait, don't talk about my pud. I don't like that. I or pud. I, I, I gave it a descriptor. No. No. Okay. Well, that's fine. I also didn't watch Castlevania. Yes. I should note that I, too, did not watch Castlevania. I saw two different people say the exact same thing about it, and it killed my interest completely. Oh, I didn't have any interest killed. I just simply didn't get around to it yet. It was... um, Two different people going, "Uh, I really wish we could move on to Simon... Uh, for season four, but it doesn't look like we're going to. And I was like, ah, great. Well, I'm okay with that because as a as a castle da- as a, a Castlevania secondary, I really like uh, what's happening in the show. But I definitely would like to see time move forward. Like Trevor, Sifa, and Alucard's story is over. It's cool that we learn more about what Alucard likes to uh, get inside him, but uh, come on, guys, on to on to on to Dracula again. I wonder why. I wonder why they uh, they'd be resistant to moving on, or rather, maybe it's just a matter of like, hey, we gotta cast of people and they're all you know we haven't watched it yet so i don't fucking know 
I think but the main the if it deal seems like they're sticking the, around, then it's like, hey, we have a thing here. We have the characters and the voice actors and the everything's good. So let's just re up it, you know. But I think it's because Castlevania Three has a big ensemble cast, and Castlevania mm-hmm. One has Simon and Dracula. It's also like a phenomenal show, you know. Um, but yeah, I definitely imagine Castlevania fans are gonna want to see the jump and i want to see the jump as we discussed last time but i definitely just need to get around to this i i I don't see this as killing the desire to watch the show i think that's crazy especially if it's still a really good season which a lot of people seem to be implying that it it ends on a crazy good note where's dracula at whenever dracula's not resurrected he's being killed i want to know where is dracula he's sleep I want to get to the Dark Priest Shaft. I want to hear who they cast as Soma. Oh, well, that, I mean, shit, that's, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a bit like, uh, it's a bit like waiting to see what uh, Joe 2K will sound like, you know? Well, is like, that, how do you, is that how, do you, how we call him? It's, it's a, it's become a bit of a, a, a moniker. That's like, weird, how does, man. How do you how do you voice act the weird, ditzy, gappy? What? Huh? What do you mean? Yes, Mario. Oh uh, my! It's hard to fit all of my balls in my pants. It's it's the the writing in 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 part eight is like. There's a lot of weird, ditzy sounding talking where everyone is like stretching their words out and being really just oh. like, yeah. Is it because they're it's, stupid or what? I think I don't know. I don't think it's because they're stupid, but I think it's because they. In my brain, translates it into Valley Girl, right? Oh. It translates it into Valley Girl. So like, oh, that's just terrible. There's like you know, um, there's Gappy, there's and then there's like two other girls that like kind of have that constantly not everyone but there's a but there's definitely one character that's very very stupid like absolutely decidedly low IQ. so that guy who's mostly bald but with like a patch of hair yeah 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 the guy who wants to eat his own vomit joshu joshu yeah higashikata yeah he the one the one that eats his own vomit he's i mean a, he's a fucking i mean moron. we've all been there um what what are you gonna do but it's, Waste it's it? you know, even his name is really like Joshu, huh? What? It's it's weird. It's weird. Oh my god! I actually have a vomit story for you, Wooly. I okay. All right. So I had the most unpleasant throat-based experience of my life just a few days past, where. I was eating a delicious bowl of chili. I was going to say, who was, who was responsible? I was eating a delicious bowl of chili. Who that got in there? wonderful lady, Peach Saliva, made for me. It was good-ass chili. And I t- took a bite of that chili, and I took a swallow, and a cursed bay leaf, a flavor enhancer, Managed to lodge itself behind my tonsil and jam itself into the back of my palate. 
Like a Pokemon. Like a Pokemon, yes. Which caused me to unfortunately start like retching and coughing to near death and vomiting like within seconds of the poor woman starting her stream. It was literally the first thing you could hear was me retching and coughing to death in the background. Wretched Bayleaf. Cursed Bayleaf. These are terrible, terrible leafs. Now, that's similar has happened to me before, but um, I solved it by gargling. Did you attempt to I attempted to gargle, unfortunately, uh, because I have uh, giant, giant tonsils. Uh, it was able to jam itself like in one of my tonsillar grooves or some shit in the back and got proper stuck. See, what I think happened is I tried to swallow it and then coughed and then the coughing jammed it into the back of the big ass tonsil. So gargling would only hit the front of the tonsil. And so the end result was you barfed up the lovingly made food. Yes. It was truly a shame. Shame. Shane, fuck it. I feel like that's the part where the studio audience is supposed to laugh. Is when you you barf up the the bento box with the heart on it. And it's still got the little heart. And you're like and you yeah. Like I'm for, uh is it more or less romantic to barf onto the girl who made you the bento box? Onto onto the person? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Because you're giving up of yourself to them. Okay, so anyway, um that's not thirty minutes of barf talk. That's a solid five. Yeah, it's just five. See guys, we're we're uh we're, we're we're scaling it down. Is uh is that is World of Horror the majority of uh what uh, you did? Jeez, I want to say it was. I've been just banging away at that game over and over and over. The game's fucking great. Like I've been playing, you know, my my Memorkabers or however the fuck you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, in addition, but there's nothing new with that shit. It's literally just like hey. Destiny still exists, I guess. I'm looking at my Steam list right now. Now, Oh! Aha! Thank you for asking. I also took a quick gander at AI or I, the Somnium Files. Have you seen this? I have totally uh, seen this. I just didn't, uh, didn't take a look at it like on camera yet but yes uh i i i've put it i bookmarked that shit it's one of them spike chunsoft visual novels with the ending mm-hmm. flow charts mm-hmm. and more than anything all i could think of i played it for about two hours like i didn't i didn't get very far at all like i just got to the the kid's mom's restaurant like super early um and it's just like tons of money or a visual hmm. novel. Just like lavishly detailed environments and everything is voice acted. Spike Chunsoft doing the thing. It's the only big budget visual novel game in town. 
Um, though, the I will say the localization seems like particularly incredible because the name of the game is a triple pun. It's I, AI. AI love. Yeah, and the name of the person. So uh, it's it's the AI. The AI's name is Iba, which is like a single letter away from partner. I think Iba. Uh, yeah, and then there's it's a story about murders involving eyes, and like it's <laughs> oh, it's a dude. It's uh, it's it's like a fucking. It's so bad. That's and brutal. when you uh, talk to your boss in her office, one of the uh, dialogue prompts is. Uh, hey, what about it's it's a tr- it's a fucking dialogue wheel where it asks about I, which is you, or I, which is the character, or I, or AI, which is the fucking AI, and they're all pronounced the same. And one of the options is, hey, what about I? And she goes, what? I don't get it. Oh, are you trying to make a pun because the word for I and love are the same in Japanese? You're such a dork. And, like, I seriously doubt that was actually the dialogue for the Japanese version because they wouldn't need to have done it. They wouldn't need to call out the fact that it was a different language. I mean, look, it, it, it's it's that same... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real and say that, like, that Death Stranding has lowered my tolerance for Japanese double entendres significantly. What about has, triple entendres? It has, it has, um, what is, you know, when, what, whatever, uh, when you lose your humanity and then your life bar is just shortened, mm-hmm. you just have lower tolerance. Like, yeah, you're hollowed out. Yeah, I just, that's it. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not able to deal, you know, and, and here's the funny thing like, that same double entendre, I, I, AI, it's, it's AI, I, it's also eyeball and it's also me, myself, and I. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's it's a million so fu- sounds it's... you can get there. Um is used in like okay, my favorite jam project song is is called Olympia. And there's a part in it where uh they go where the where the lyrics are basically going, uh, I know Olympia, you may know Olympia, right? And it's saying like I know it, you may know it, but it's also saying uh I like loves Olympia and then dreams Olympia because I know and you may. So it's oh also my do- god, right? And it's doing the Japanese to English double entendre, which was like, oh, that was clever. That was a thing I liked in the you know. And I feel like that was so long ago and so many strand beaches ago <laughs> that now when we're hitting it on this thing with the thing, it's like it's you know what? It's me. It's on me. There's nothing wrong with a well placed one when it's in a good point of conversation. But if you overdo it, right, it's the overdoing it that so is going to fucking I, make I the, the magic wear off. I want to give Somnium Files a pass on this one because the characters in the... I almost said show. The characters in the story are actually going, ugh, eyes. Yes, we get it. I... Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's so fucking bizarre. The 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 game is 
Like it almost feels like a fucking uh, Persona light spinoff of like Dark Dreams Don't Die. Oh, okay. Like it just it just it just throws some anime bullshit at you so fast. Like within the first ten minutes, he's like, "I have a robot that lives in my left eye. I lost my memory six years ago." Oh Jesus! And then and then the and then and then <laughs> yeah, okay. Iba, who is the yeah, robot, okay. starts yeah. talking to him, and it's like a little chibi character. But when yeah. they dive into the dreamscape, which is Somnium, she turns into a like a cute anime girl. Uh, of course she does. And it's and like and oh, man. and. Like there's That's some weird some there's shit. some weird shit where she's like, Oh, I can make you do whatever, huh? And the character grins and you can tell from the grin he's like, I could make this robot suck my dick. And it's it's fucking it's goofballs. It's a fucking weird, weird fucking game. Makes me wonder if, like, you have these moments as uh, if you're writing whoever's writing this, where the premise of the eye that lives in your eye is basically a, a shower thought that goes, We have a script, let's write it. Yeah, I came up with a pun, we have a story. That's all I needed. All yeah, I needed right. the, um, was a robot that lived in my left eye, and also, hey, guess what. The main character is missing his left eye, but all the murders, they're all missing their left eyes. You know, if you read it properly, the name Josuke Higashikata. I was waiting another, for this. There's another Joe in there somewhere. Apparently, the, the kanji for Higashikata can be read as Joe, which seems... where Somewhere in that name, there's another Joe. That seems laughable or some shit. It it does. Oh, it doesn't, Suke is Joe. It doesn't play. It it doesn't play. It just doesn't play in, in in our language. But it wasn't made for our language. So this is where we live. This is where we're at. Yeah, but here's the thing. You just got to take that. A lot of these puns are made in our language. A lot of them are. Yeah. Every in fact, every single one of them is. And it got it. And here's the thing. It gets cute when you stretch it into. Uh, Italian, you know, and you get your your Giorno Giovanna, um, which you know you then have to switch back into his original Japanese name of Haruno Tachiobana, which is getting lost in the weeds again. But there's a Joe in there, there's a Geo in there somewhere. I saw a Geo. I saw it. Also, yes, <laughs> as somebody in the chat pointed out. Diavolo means the devil. Does it? Uh? Wow. Uh? Yeah. yeah. Uh? Um, if it's good, I plan to. I want to take a look at I. Uh, I was summarily impressed with the the first couple hours. Uh, it is. I guess. I guess the the closest I would compare it to is like in basic structure is Ace Attorney, but instead of courtroom scenes. You have super in-depth investigation scenes where you walk around in a dreamscape to unlock mm. people's mind prisons. It's actually so really similar to uh, the me- cell uh, Cyclops. With, with Jennifer Lopez. It's actually very similar to the cell with Jennifer Lopez. Very okay. similar. 
It's the first of these types of games that I can remember ever having direct control of a character. Um, when you're playing Estate, which is the main character, you get, you're just in, in adventure game text land. But when you're playing as Aiba, you can actually walk around like a 3D environment and look at stuff and interact with things. Okay, so when you say adventure, you mean you mean point and click? Well, yeah, adventure, not necessarily point and click. Because because I feel like I feel like adventure on its own is not enough of, the, of a genre descriptor for me. So that's why I was a bit confused earlier. A- as adventure well. to me is nearly always in reference to like point and click adventure, but not necessarily point and click. Yeah, I, so I, a visual I, novel I, game where you can control uh, a character and there's more to do than just pick branches would be an adventure game. Yeah. I, I I feel like uh, it needs more usual narrowing down usually because uh, I think the worst ever is games that have been labeled action adventure. I like Zelda was back in my old fucking magazines. I that's think my pro- favorite that's, that's the problem. Zelda is labeled as an RPG in half of my magazines, which is outrageous. That's outrageous. I hate it. So, you know, I would I would uh I would just like specify that a little more and say like point and click adventure, text adventure. Whatever. I mean it's a fucking visual novel. It's a visual novel through and through. VN. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might you know, it might just be all me. It might just be all me. I, I, I feel like uh you know that's just uh a, 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 a thing that has been a confusion point for me, possibly. Um but anyway, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to take a look. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, though uh, that was a pretty, like, I wouldn't say lackluster, but pretty, like, slow-ass week for Pat. Uh, though this week and ongoing is the start. So I thought we had another week before, you know, the, the, the release nightmare. Uh, but Neo 2 is out this week. Neo 2 does come out this week. You can create a character. Uh, so if you guys want to check out more of, of, of me playing playing video games, you can go to twitch.tv slash Pat Stares at. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have fucking Resident Evil. We're gonna have some Neo. What else? What else the fuck am I doing? There's gonna be some Destiny stuff. I'm gonna take a look at Black Mesa, which just hit 1.0. Mm-hmm. Like, and then next week is the oh my god. Next week is Doom and Animal Crossing. Holy Jesus. Same day. Oh, too much. Too many video games. Can you imagine if, like, FF7 Remake was coming out, like, right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely fuck that. That, that, like, (laughs) come on, man. Don't do me Uh, like this, FF7. Which well, I guess we should segue because we both played that demo. Yes, we did. It's really good. It's very good. It it was excellent. Um, I really like. I said it before on the podcast when we first saw it, but the com- the changes f- to the tone of um, the intro cutscene. So much, darling. Appreciate it. Wow. Okay, listen, listen, listen. So a lap board with breakfast was just handed over 
and you're going to need to not not feast on the microphone. You're going to need to oh, not, are, are. You're going to need to not feast on the microphone, please. You're going to need to not tell me what to do. I'm an we, adult. We cannot mukbang the situation. You can't you can't stop me. I can actually stop you. Oh, we can't stop. <laughs> I have the button to stop you. Just um, keep nom, nom, nom. Yeah, just mm. keep that distance. Keep the distance while you do your thing. There I'll you just go. yell louder. Okay. Um I, I Thank you, darling. This is Yo, where we quarantine's are. Quarantine's awesome. This is where we are. <laughs> Self quarantining is great. Because the lady makes you a nice breakfast. It's a, it's a, it looks like a nice breakfast. It's just, you're also working right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm working it. Okay, listen. What I was trying to say, what I was trying to say, is that um, my my impressions of like the changes to that intro cutscene were fantastic. I really like the slight things they they modify over what was originally like Eris just picking up the flower and then there's a little bit of live stream for you and we zoom out and we see the you hear city. Sephiroth's theme a little tiny bit tiny little here's bit. a little bit of urgency what was that right and then a little I'm gonna get out of this hallway I'm gonna get out of this alleyway and then um the step then the flower gets stepped on and like just a little like okay all right it's the same scene but just a little bit here and there. And then, yes, the little light motif moment um, with the music playing. Right. I'm like, great. Love that touch. Um, when it comes to Barrett, the conversion from Mr. T into Mr. T, Peter Popoff. Mr. T, the terrorism preacher. Mr. T, televangelist. It's perfect. I love that. It makes absolute perfect sense. Because it is the most defining moment of of uh, Barrett's character uh, in the original was like him complaining about that fucking pizza keeping us down, man. Right. Mm. And now they just like, hey, what if he just rants and raves like a crazy person? Well, that's the thing is now, right? You originally had you had a tough guy, big old, you know, uh, uh, jet black type. Mm-hmm. Right, the but now uh, um and and he was like he was a party member and he and he's an eco terrorist and we're doing the thing. This time around, it's very easy to see him on a street corner with a bunch of cardboard hanging off of him, yelling about the Shinras. It's very easy to see him screaming in people's faces as they go about their workday on a megaphone talking about the fucking corpse. You know, and like I like that you can feel that energy as he's just basically practicing his street sermon <laughs> at Cloud in the in the elevator, and it's just like this dude is like he's got that black Israelite energy. <laughs> oh my god, that's so specific. <laughs> he's got that black Israelite energy. That specific type. Because you know? he's ranting, right? It's like the planet greens. Uh, uh, the planet bleeds green like we bleed red, right? Yada yada. Yeah. yeah. And it's all building up. And I'm like, what is this building up to? And it's building up to tell me you can't uh, tell me you can't hear the planet crying out in pain. Yeah. I know you can. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, that's it. That's the crescendo of the fucking bit of like 
like I tell me this. Fuck it. I don't need yeah. to listen to you. I'm going to yeah. tell you. I hear it. I know it. I can tell, you know, and, 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 and it's like you, you know, you're trying to just walk out of that subway and get to work. And dear God, don't you dare make eye contact with Barrett. Because if you Don't make eye contact, him. he's locking and he's going, oh, I see you, ginger buns. You know the planet's crying out, you know, and, he, and, and he's getting all up in your face. And you're like, what do you do? You want money? Do you want to, what do you want? And he's, and you know, like save the planet. God damn it. And just, like, and, you know, and, he, and he's got two or three others with him. He's got fucking Biggs and Wedge and, and Jesse standing around just going, yeah, yeah. Tell him. Yeah. So <laughs> you know? I, I think. Just as important as Barrett's characterization, the total full cell of Barrett's personality is not complete until he starts. You walk out of the elevator and he starts going nuts again. Mm-hmm. And Jesse walks up to Cloud and goes, Yeah, okay, just, just, just bear with it, okay? He's, it's, he's cool. And just like, okay, even other members of the terrorist organization. Are like, oh, he's he's on his shit again. He's on, the, yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking getting, about the fucking mm-hmm. planet. You, you, you he's you, on the soapbox. He's doing it. You let um, him. You let him get started. Immediately followed by, hey, Cloud, can I smell your dick? <laughs> can I get a whiff? Just a, just a, just a hint. Can I just like a sommelier? I'll just, I'll, you know what I mean. You ever see sideways? It'll be like sideways. I'll just. Hey, listen, I I need to talk to Sid to get a rocket to the stratosphere so I can get on top of a cloud. Like, it is astonishing how much that girl (laughs) wants that cloud peen. You know, when clouds get full, you know what happens, right? They cry? No, Precipitation. You can cloud. God damn it. Just. When the cloud gets full, just you can just just rain all over. You gotta right here. I'm ready for it. Ready for the rain, cloud. <laughs> I have so n- it's been a very long time since I've seen a woman so parched. I have never seen a throat that dry in anything for a There's long also time. A- they talked in a recent interview about how they're going to do more side quests and like dramatically expand on what happened in Midgar. Yeah. And one of those is you'll go have dinner with Jesse and meet her parents. Oh my God. Um, and I want to come up with a term for this and it's the preemptive twisting of the knife. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's like 100% like the, the knife twist practice. We got to practice. Mm. And it's it's like <laughs> if you do this, if you go as far as you can down this path, knowing what awaits you at the other side, right? And then you have your like um, almost like uh, damn, what a tragedy! Oh well, at least the real girl showed up now, right? Now, like, like as soon as it goes down and everybody sees what happens, because you know how it goes, mm-hmm. and then you get the real moment, because it's like, okay, but uh, all that preamble aside, here comes Eris, and then you cue, why do birds suddenly appear? And it's like, 
Okay, well, wow, she got crazy eyes like me, man. Yeah, so it's pretty fucked that you're gonna you're gonna do the preemptive knife twist on a situation that ends in a significant enough th- knife twist that you gotta and then you gotta double down on it, you know. Um, but to be fair, to be fair to Jesse, have you seen Cloud? Yeah, Cloud's hot, dude. Have you seen this perfect, not even like, like the pores of his skin were modeled and we were like laughing about how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, no, I get it. You need to get in there and see his exfoliation. Cloud, Cloud's got like a meth queen look going on where he's like all all like gangly but toned. But pretty still. It is drop whatever you're doing distractingly hot in a world where people look more realistic. And it's kind of like, yeah, if everyone is not immediately just kind of like swooning and fawning over this fuck, then it would be weird if they didn't. Right? Well, we're all everybody that's supposed to be attractive in FF7 eventually became that. Like Tifa and Eris are like uh, are are your 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 brunette and brunette alternate, yeah, right. Heidegger was made handsome, like really Heidegger handsome. was made handsome. That's true, right? So everyone who was meant to just be like a random villain is now on the scale of attractiveness. So those who were already high on that scale due to anime um, um, simplification now are meant to become elevens. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Combat feels really good. Uh, I really like the, I really like the change. You know, the the genre switch. I I dig it. Um, you know, making it making it like similar to fifteen, but of of course like full like action. You know, you have a swing button. We talked about that. Feels I think good. it's hilarious I, that like the the thing that everyone said to do for fifteen, they did with this. And hey, guess what? It's a massive success. Yeah. Now, admit now, let's be real. You are mindlessly pressing the slash button and occasionally holding it depending on if you're surrounded or not. Um That's not true at all. Really? There's also a Punisher mode. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely yeah. I was going to get into that too. Um I like the idea that uh there will be more to that with every character. Mhm. I like the idea that there will be like a a an evolution of like what that basic attacking system is going to look like and it, and it won't um i don't imagine it's going to get too complex because the core of uh the combat complexity is still going to rely around your atb actions and casting and and, yeah. and managing all that shit right that's the core of the combat but um yes it would be nice if they continued to add layers like um um punisher mode and such to everybody. That'd be fun. I think the biggest thing that I noticed with the gameplay is that switching into Punisher mode uh, acts as a parry. Yes. And the, like, you can continue to, well, you have a counter, right? As you, as you, as you're in Punisher mode, you, when you block, you get a free counter out of that. Only for melee attacks. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. 
And um, yeah, as everyone who saw the videos, they saw me fuck up uh, not casting lightning on the boss properly. Um, you know, whatever. yeah, I did the uh, same thing the first time. But all that, but all that aside, I, I definitely um, I liked what they did with that. I liked uh, how you kind of. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about how this is gonna work in other bosses context and like in the grand scheme of this game and i'm seeing those fights getting complex by like new target points popping up and positioning getting tricky you know like there's a lot Mm -hmm. to do to make those bots fights feel really like four-dimensional they also like like substantially expanded on like what just guard scorpion is right because mm-hmm. guard scorpion was attack when his tail is up right but and then like this it's like it's jumping around uh you gotta hit the shield generator you gotta stagger it which is the best thing that was in 13 that they brought over the one good thing about the way 13 played was the stagger system mm. yeah um no, and I do say I do say 4D because besides actual positioning and opening up and getting out of the range of attacks before they they get summoned, and uh, um, you know uh, uh, hitting weak spots and targeting right things, you're also switching party members actively for situations where it's like time for Barrett to take care of this, you know, like time for him to do the ranged uh, uh, ranged attack or time for him to do cure or whatever the case is. Like your um, your battlefield management is going to get like pretty complex with um god i can only imagine what they're going to do for like the weapon fights you know yeah so like one of the, there were a lot of little itty bitty things that i noticed which was like uh, i was playing mostly as cloud cuz cloud is just his square buttons more fun to hit yeah and when you're playing as cloud um barrett's like charge attacks aren't nearly as good like you can see him doing them in the background but they aren't like the the multi-hit bam 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 it's a much weaker like blue burst and it appears to be that whoever you're controlling is going to be responsible for a much greater percentage of the damage mm-hmm. so also standing still with barrett and like recharging his shot you know it feels like you're like damn it you can stand there and do that or you can switch back to cloud and get some hits in and then come mm-hmm. back when when Byrett's ready for it again, you know? So um, imagine there's going to be some back and forth of, like, play with Cloud until you get braver, switch off to Tifa, build up her meter, yada yada. And get the staggers, right? You're targeting staggers. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get those staggers in, you switch over to... And you do your, your, your limit breaks. You know, um... Line of sight matters, right? A lot of things. Uh, those those little turrets in the in the factory, like they can't hit you unless you're in their line of sight, and vice versa. So, um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, you actually do have to be able to hit it. Um, the geometry of the of the of the area you're fighting in makes a difference, you know. Especially when you're if you with Barrett, you can see like bullets will hit a wall. They'll not hit, you know, they'll hit the back of the thing. They won't hit the actual. Uh, uh, part. Um, and it also then, happens to look incredible. Yeah. Here's another thing. You're going to be hearing those those familiar themes for much longer now. I feel like you're going to uh, you're going to be hearing 
the repetition and because like it's just going like the game is a stretched out version of what we had mm-hmm. you know so like a lot of these things are going to have way more play um i i fucking love the remixes we've heard so far uh it would be super awesome if like let's say the second game had a different remix of like oh, those battle yeah, okay. themes or the boss theme it would be really cool I think that so originally I was a little disappointed in the remixes because um, they don't have they're not as loud like uh, in in the original like ninety five percent of the ninety five percent of the the music as of the mix in general was just the music and so they were a lot more like a, a melody bass like they came through. And mm-hmm. in this, they're kind of like this background symphonic ambiance. Yeah, there's it's a score, right? It's a score yeah. that is meant to to lay underneath dialogue uh, and combat sound effects. Which is like, yeah, because now people talk. And they right? talk shit while they fight. Which is great, by the way. When you switch to characters and it's just like, man, you take care of this. You know? It's like, all right, your turn. You know, in addition, like, fine, I'll do it myself and all that. Uh, you know? I'm pretty thrilled with the new, uh, what do you call it? The new uh, de facto way to include your diegetic Final Fantasy victory theme. Da, da, which, da, is, da, 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 da. which is have characters sing it and having Barrett be the one that sings it. Barrett is prompto. Is like, oh man. Barrett loves terrorism so much. Mm-hmm. He loves mm-hmm. it. It'd be really cool if when Barrett is not in the party or anyone is or there's no one present that would take on that role, Cloud can kind of hum it to himself. Yeah, maybe. That would be funny. I there, there is one thing that I was initially disappointed at. It's like you know how they uh, the new twist is that Shinra blows up most of the reactor themselves and causes enormous amounts of damage. You're right. Um, whereas the original bomb they had just blew it. Like, it just bent some pipes so that it would disable the reactor. And I remember so I, being like, I, like, is that just, I thought it was like them just going like, oh, we have to tone down the, the rampant terrorism. It's weird because this is a discussion I'm seeing people have and I've seen two things about it and you played it recently so you'd have a fresher memory on this than I do. But mm-hmm. um, the idea that like some people are saying I don't like the change where Shinrock makes it look worse to frame um, the avalanche. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are saying that like though that that's bad because originally the original – meant that like hey you did things that you have to say you're are questionable and like people did get hurt but like barrett is kind of fanatic and thinking it's for the cause but then i've seen other people saying no that's objectively wrong um because the original did have shinra uh uh stay um framing avalanche and so there's a line of dialogue that jesse says after you blow it up when you get back to base which is uh, where she goes, I don't understand what happened. It wasn't supposed to blow. I, I put it in just like, uh, like the computer told me to. The expo- the explosion was way too big. Um, so it was always kind of implied that Shinra might have juiced it a little bit. 
but uh and then later they destroy the sector plate in order to say that uh what do you call it yeah the, so that was avalanche? that right that was so the, it's just it's just more obvious now yeah that's the thing right is like it was what i always recalled is that like the second time around is when it becomes the holy fuck but i guess here they're just setting it up with the first time um it seems like it's like listen guys terrorism is really bad unless you're responsible in your terrorism okay so um oh excuse me is it uh, excuse me avalanche avalanche Avalanche, right. So what the when fuck did the, you say? I said avalanche. What the fuck is that? Um, That's not a word. The, the, an avalanche? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, uh, so the... the um, What was I saying? I was saying the uh, uh, the framing, right, ends up being interesting because it's like, well... Now, even if you did not actually cause this any this this uh uh you know this many innocent people to die with your fucking PETA style animal defense league whatever crazy shit, um, your justification and or how you deal with it is going to matter, right? Like you don't know that it or or like. You you're confused as to what you saw, but like if they think they did it, you know, and if they think that it's like oh fuck, it wasn't supposed to be like this, but ah, we got to do it. We're doing the right thing. Then that's going to be a different thing versus like hey, what the shit? That's not us at all. You know? Yeah, there's a there's a line in one of the trailers uh, that Barrett says. Uh, that when they're looking at like a, a like a what's essentially a child's crib with a steel beam thrown through it, uh, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't! Fu- oh my, I can't fucking believe we killed all those babies with the thing." And Barrett just goes, well, "Yeah, we didn't mean for that to happen, but nothing ever worth doing was ever got without sacrifice." So yeah. we're gonna have to blow up the next one too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's see. That's the thing, right? Crib on a on a on a on a fucking spike. Yeah, and you're like, hey man, shit happens, bruh. Listen, get I it love done. terrorism more than I love kids," said Barrett. Yeah, which is ironic because he's a terrorist for the children. Um, how do you feel about? them saying that hey cloud and advent children is cool but this cloud is not cool yet but he's gonna try to be uh i I, so i saw that interview um and i don't believe a word of it i don't believe a word of it i think that is a run back on them making Advent children and going like, I think Cloud should be depressed and cool because Cloud is depressed and cool. And then like decades of people going, no, Cloud is weird. Everybody loves weird Cloud. And the little snippets of Cloud being actually kind of cool 
in this demo are great and people go wow that was cool in fact jesse even goes wow that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um followed by moments where barrett asks him how old he is mm-hmm. and he says he's one years old mm-hmm. because he doesn't understand the question mm-hmm. and looks like a fucking stupid dork yeah um no him attempting to be cool and like consciously doing it is of course way more interesting than him just actually being just because okay, like cool guy uh, you know i'm excited for people who are actually going to be playing this like brand new like totally nothing because cloud for the first 15 to 25 minutes is cool he's almost stereotypically anime sword boy cool and then you get to the point where he screws up that question and you're like oh he's not cool He's a try-hard. <gasps> you know? He's actually a horrible try-hard. He flipped off that debris. Oh, man. I, he flipped it off. He didn't need to. None of the other ones did that. They all just, just kind of jumped down. Also, like, that entire, like, Sefi Bishi fight in, in, the, in, in AC is, like, on-falling debris. Yeah. So they're flexing hard, you know. I'm glad that we established that Cloud is good at jumping off of falling objects. Which he is. Good demo. Very good demo. Makes me excited. Did you try classic mode? Uh, I did not even bother once I saw that it was actually just baby easy mode, but with with like uh, turn-based yeah, so I uh, Min was telling me like I didn't try it out, but he was telling like I, I was wondering. It's like did excuse me. It's like I was wondering did they actually like make this just play like the old game? And it's like no, it just auto attacks for you, and then it's for babies. Uh, and then there's just like decision making. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think um, I think that existing is like. I, it's like that's a that's fine because it's a it's a good decision because it's like if you know there's going Final Fantasy VII is a very I don't know if you know this Pat but there's a lot of a lot of people like that game it's very popular mm-hmm. I I'm aware that uh, uh, a few people have sung its praises a couple people out there have talked about how much they like it so um, amongst those people will be uh, those who don't want to uh, play the action game. Mm-hmm. Um and so you know if they get to uh to to run the the easy automatic then yeah go stylish do what you got do what you got to do do what you got to do will be stylish for you he will um and of course I I I eagerly await their ability to um build a character that will somehow it will always upset everyone's internal image of the cloud in their head because Mm -hmm. that cloud is only in your head and the collective cloud is something that has been debated for the last 23 years so 23 years that's right yeah so, so, uh, it's going to be very hard to nail it 
But if they approximate something that we all just kind of go, I this is not the cloud that I had in my head when I played the game, but I like this guy. Then God I'll call damn that it! A success. My cloud is the kind of guy who would walk into a whorehouse and be too shy to walk out of a muscle dude gangbang. God damn it! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my cloud. If you end up not getting that cloud, but you get one that you're like, this guy's pretty. I like him. He's pretty pretty good. That worked out. Then I'd call it a success. I would say that it's a job uh, well done, especially because. Uh, it's a very difficult task to um, to add to a uh, what was the term he used? I guess it's like self insert character, mm-hmm. right? It's a difficult task, so um, I feel uh, excited to see what they're going to do with this because so far everything else I feel like they've nailed it. I I did not come away from that that demo with any complaints at all which is kind of shocking because like everyone's laser eye is on this shit Mm -hmm. like it couldn't it like no one's going to be criticized more harshly than whoever fucks up the poster on this one scene you know um it's just great i think the i think the only thing i want to point out is that there is a poster in the metro station about uh, about dumb apples from Crisis Core, the Benora white yes. apples. Yes, 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 yes. That Angeal and them loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I would argue uh, that because uh, some folks are saying Cloud was never that was never that as in a self-insert character and you know what here we go uh i'll take the blow up if if everyone disagrees with me on this i I think a lot of people saw cloud as a i want to insert myself character into cloud (laughs) yeah hey hey Hey. whoa hey hey i would i would argue that um what i'm what i'm saying is that like while cloud definitely has a lot more uh individual personality than many um, actual blank slate protagonists. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that every protagonist will f- be a sort of... Will, uh, every protagonist will have a certain amount of themselves th- in, like, in games like that, in these old RPGs that we know, where they don't get in the way as much. Like, there's a lot of games where you can full-on take control of, let's say... Um, um, you know, if you take control of a character like um Phelps from from a uh, 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 fucking L.A. Noir, L.A. Noir, you're like that is a person that is not at all. Yeah, your you. your 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 ability to influence Phelps only lie in the upper and lower limits of his personality. Yes, right. And in these, in a lot of in a lot of RPGs, especially JRPGs, I feel like there's uh the cast will have very loud, clear personalities that um, the main character doesn't. The main character is not going to be as loud and as out there as a personality. There will always yeah, be actually, room for the think, avatar element. I, I always think about uh, Snake and Big Boss mm-hmm. 
and how like they're gravelly soldier mans. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going up against motherfuckers that like are made out of plants and shoot bees at their ass. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, Metal Gear would be a really different game if you played as the pain. Yeah, it would. But here's the thing about Snake that's actually interesting that I fucking, like, one of the things that I fell in love with was how, while most of the game, especially up front, he's like, okay, infiltrate the base, got it. What's going on over here? What's that? Metal Gear, right? All that Mm -hmm. shit. But, like, as you start getting closer, further into the game and more towards the end, in those Kodak conversations, he starts telling you about, like, his advice, you know, and he starts giving advice to Merrill and he's talking to Hal and he's, you know, he starts, he's giving stuff that's like, oh, that's not just a soldier, man. There's, there's a person there, you know, um, he's not and, just a dumbass question machine. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so I, I feel that like, uh, there's always going to be room for some self insert, but some characters will have more room than others, you know? Uh, whether you want to say Minato, you and um, Akira, Soji, oh, yeah, so yeah. Which, which whatever, yeah, whatever you want to go with, you know, Akira, but like yeah. those characters, right? You can always go like, okay, what percentage of them is exists individually, and what percentage is just blank slate for you to? They're like into? eighty twenty blank slate, like uh, existing character. I'll take that. I'll I would I would also take eighty five. I would, you know what I mean? I would take 70, th- I would, I, I would, They're but mostly it's blank overwhelmingly slate. blank slate, yeah. overwhelmingly blank slate. Uh, what percentage would you give Chrono? 100%. Right? I don't think Chrono's allowed, <laughs> like, I mean, Chrono's not allowed to speak. Um, he's not he, allowed to speak. He, he's in that, in that animated cutscene, he's, he's slashing and training and he wipes the sweat off his brow. Uh, I would say <laughs> you know. that I, I would say the winner of this is like Gordon Freeman, who's like a hundred and ten percent blank slate. Right. He's so blank that it it becomes like a in universe joke. And if you ever go against that, it's going to be a huge moment of impact, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's that's all it is, right? So it, you know, I just want everyone uh, who. who you know, disagrees with with the the cloud blank slate statement to just understand that I just mean that there's always going to be a an amount of blank slate inserted, and then there will be an amount that is not. And uh, the main character tends to leave room in their personality where other cast members don't. You know, I would say that the most interesting thing about Cloud is how much room he leaves in his personality for other characters. A. And that he's actually much more defined than he appears to be within the Midgar section of the game. Well, yeah, Cloud Cloud has a certain percentage blank slate, and then he has a certain yeah, percentage he cloud. He sure does. And then he has yeah. a certain percent in sub, something else. <laughs> yeah. There's a third divider in there. That pie is cut up a little bit more than just twice. Hey, hey do you remember when Sephiroth threw a materia at you and then A poses away in the, in the Nibelheim mansion? Fuck yeah. Dude, dude, there's going to be so much stupid shit. Oh, I love that you can see the materia yeah. on the sword. Can't wait. It's like, are we only going to get two slots then for that buster sword? No. I bet we are because there are, you are going to be changing weapons. 
Yeah, but you're going to see the slots. You're going to see the, the you know, it's going to be represented. Uh, fucking rad. No complaints. I agree. I agree. And you know I'm what? I'm excited for that video game, man. You know what? Like, let's be real. Like, you're not allowed to fuck this up, you know? Like, there's too, it's just too long. It's too much. It's been the remake. It's been the thing. Here we are it's, looking at it for years, everyone. Uh, the game only took, I want to say, three years to develop, right? Which is a totally normal amount of time. Right. But it's been in development for over five because the CyberConnect version, they got shown off at some point, and they went, this is trash. And they threw the whole thing out. Started all anticip- the way over. Most highly anticipated remake of all time? I'd say so. Uh, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Um. Okay. Well, so yeah, I took I did take a look at that, and... Uh, that was a part of my week. What else oh. you got going on, man? Well, uh, I'll right off the bat since I since I brought it up, I wanna heap, I wanna heap praises on one Eli Plague of Gripes. I want to. Oh, why is that? What did friend of the podcast Eli Plague of Gripes do? Plague of Gripes made a fucking amazing video essay. In my opinion, I oh, is it the one about the the, the masks the fucking, of uh, Gohan? He yeah. made a video, and it's it's another Plague Dragon Ball video, and I just love it, man. I really love what he did. It's I don't it's, get it though, because Gohan sucks. It's uh, did you watch it? No. Okay. That's why so I, I, so what's going on is basically it's a it's a it's just an analysis of. It's an analysis of Gohan, right? And then he also gets into himself a little bit, which is kind of fun. Um, but he really, like, flexes that, like, he knows what the fuck he's talking about when it comes to storytelling muscle, right? And he talks a bit about how, you know, he's known as the guy that complains about shit and whatever, and there's mm-hmm. all that to it. But, you know, there's an understanding to be had, which is when you drop the characters, when you drop the flanderisms that, like... It's there's a, a, a an understanding that like you analyze things because you like them. You want to crack open the nut and see what's going on, you know. And so he breaks down that that like when you look through the timeline of Gohan as a character in Dragon Ball Z, that like he's one the age of a kid watching Dragon Ball on Toonami at the time. It just happens to line up that he right. would be the fucking teenage power fantasy character right he just, it's not it wasn't written um um that way like in the manga it was it was it was what it was goku was the main character but it just happened that this landed in such a way where it it would hit tsunami in that in that era right and um you're watching the 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 character which is like i don't he's like he's like a pacifist he's like i don't want to fight this all sucks right and he does a couple of things where you just uh you never really quite take you never really appreciate what his full perspective is on certain things, right? So one of the really awesome, really uh, big points that he brings up when he's breaking it down in the first half of the video is he he talks about how uh, Goku is someone who uh, came to love fighting through 
a loving bond with Grandpa Gohan as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. He learned and martial brain art. damage. Yes, brain damage, of course. He, he yes. fucking, you know, he took the brain damage, but he, he came to love it through learning it with a loving grandfather who trained him and taught him. And then from there, he goes out on his adventures and all of his friends are made through martial arts. He fights yeah. them at a point and then converts them into friends. And then they or become... like they train together like Krillin. And, and then besties. they train together and then they move on and then they fight the next guy and then, then they get friends. And everything is in that context. That's the language he uses to interact with the world and makes friends with. So it's his favorite thing in the world, right? And by the time you fast forward to see how absolutely psychotic in love he is with fighting to the point where he's willing to risk everything. It's like he loves it that much and it makes perfect sense right but it's responsible for every positive experience he's ever had in his life all of them all of them you now let's run through the gohan timeline and it's like step one it's the reason why he gets kidnapped it's the reason why some fucking he he does he is whatever he is whatever he wants to be doesn't matter because his lineage says you're a good fighter you're good at killing people. That's what you do, right? And I'm not going to do the full rundown, but he does an amazing job of just breaking down, like, like it's the reason why all the bad shit that happens to you as a kid happens. It's the reason why you have no friends. The only friends you do have is your dad's best friend, and he gets fucking killed. And then that other friend is the little Namek kid, Dende, and then he gets fucking killed, right? And then, like... Everything and then like aliens show up and they start killing people and fighting is like they're like it's all about them fighting things and killing things and you're good at this and you're you don't whatever you want in life doesn't matter because you're an alien like them too. And then in the wilderness he's abandoned and then like the father figure replacement he gets that guy gets fucking killed and then resurrected and killed again. <laughs> and there's and it goes all the way through the timeline to the point where his own father when he's staring Frieza in the face has the big pop off moment when his fucking again Krillin gets fucking killed and his dad has a moment where he looks at him and says get out of here Gohan or I might kill you too. Right? Like he's out of control with the rage and it's like oh my god Gohan oh. Gohan fucking he hates this shit. It's the worst experience. It's responsible for everything that sucks in his life. I just want to man. I just want to hang out with my girlfriend and be a part-time superhero and do Sentai poses, man. And and it, and it, it's it's a really like it's a really awesome like breakdown of that timeline of just going like here's the perspective, right? But this is all in this is all in like it's a shonen manga, so it's happening procedurally it's happening week to week and you know gohan serves a role which is just like the kid to the main character that's ultimately just an object that is for ransom you know and then eventually like he starts being like kind of just this scared kid that's around but the potential's in him though and you know and then he goes into some of the stuff about the writing and the the thought process toriyama has as to like maybe we could make him the main character maybe not whatever and you know and it breaks it all down really really wonderfully right um and, and you know, I, I I can't recommend it enough. But what Gohan learned a lot of lessons, and that enabled him to have the moral fortitude to stand there and watch his girlfriend get beat half to death, and go, "No, I won't help her. She wanted this. It would be disrespectful of me to." Oh wow, he's really kicking her ass, huh? Yeah. 
and and uh, you know some folks are saying you're taking like this is this is taking Dragon Ball way too seriously and it's like no 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 like the tone it's delivered in like you can really understand that like no one is reading extra far into what you're seeing because every because we know what this is it's Dragon Ball Z it's a fucking fight man manga you know but that's not the part that uh, I even bring this video up for because the analysis and the breakdown of Gohan is something that you know like. A lot of people can do if you can analyze a story and, 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 and break it down in, in this way. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really interesting thing, right? Like, you really get – you. it's like when you line it all up, there's a ton of things that – ha- like, everything that happens to Gohan as a MacGuffin make him an awful – like, make, make him – make it awful that, like, he's forced to keep doing this thing that he hates, right? Mm-hmm. What's really good about it is that there's a point where it goes, so let's look at the Cell Saga and then – you go into and it goes into like you know that awesome moment we all love that some people like are like that's the hypest moment in the entire show where you get the one-armed kamehameha with dad behind him right super sick moment visually just like oh yeah there it is right and it's like let's piece together why this whole moment like when you look at everything surrounding it doesn't make sense and let's break down why it's kind of silly. And he does. And like he like 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 the whole arc has a lot of flaws and problems with it where you break it down and go like, "Man, there really was a lot of things in this that just they had to switch the villains up more than a couple times because it was like, no, nah, I can't be that old man and the fat ass. Yeah, no, I can't just, be a couple of the brats. editor just keeps going like, man, these people suck. This place sucks. Make a monster. Make like a goo monster with a tail. You know, and then it's like, no, no, it can't be a couple of brats. Make it this thing. And then like, okay, that thing's there. But now that's ugly. Right. And it's like, make it better. And it's like, no, that, you know, and it just like. That's ugly the, again. Yeah. It looks like it's going to charge its laser. Make it or a I guess safe. That joke doesn't make, make it a sense. safe. A tr- like handsome design that is a, 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 a an improved Frieza in some ways, and um, in in the whole course of events, like the the timeline of what what happens to Gohan and what he's doing, where he's just like stuck in a fucking room and he's just standing there going ah, and then they pull him out, and then Gohan Goku doesn't tell anybody and just throws him in the ring, and then it's a non fight, it's just a fucking wash the whole time. But then he takes one severe battle damage hit at the last second, say, trying to save Vegeta, and then gets ready for the the moment. But um, the sixteen head rolls into the frame, right? And then he has that conversation with him about nature and it, and it, it being okay to uh, it being okay to have righteous anger. And there's some people that you can't reason with, right? So mm-hmm. the, 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 the Super Saiyan pop-off comes from uh, 16's head having this moment with Gohan and then getting crushed. And then, <laughs> then he fucking points out, he's like, you know, that's the first time that 16 and Gohan have met. And that line has no significance to the kid whatsoever because he might as well have been saying, who are you? Because we, the viewer, have spent time with 16, but Gohan hasn't. (laughs) And it's like, oh no! That pop-off is based on viewer feelings for 16, not the person in the story. You know? I just think it's crazy now that I think of it. It's like, hey, Gohan, uh, we're going to have to pull you out of school. 
Why? Uh, we're gonna have to throw a life of your uh, a year of your life away, so that we can go train for a, a year, so that you can fight this bug man. So can't it, you do it? No, it has to be you. So what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So that. So it's like this is all very flawed, right? And I was like, God damn. Now, here's the thing, right? Everyone is going, you're spoiling the video, Wooly. What's the point? Now I don't have to watch it. Wrong. Well, you can listen to Eli's sexy-ass Kentucky voice. Wrong. I'm still not at the reason why you should watch this fucking video. The reason why you should watch it, in my opinion, is because after what I just explained is put out there, he proposes a rewrite of that arc. And fucking hell... And I don't I, – I hate being hyperbolic about things, but fucking hell is his rewrite so much better than what we got. And it's like that's why this dude gets to talk about this stuff, right? I thought he got to talk about that stuff because he has a YouTube channel and no And a microphone in front of his face. With a, yeah, he totally yeah, – that's all it takes. Right? He proposes a rewrite that like – it actually like while just walking through it and going anyway so let's imagine this happens and then that happens and then this and that's how it is right it's like and then we cut to some footage and he's just breaking it down and like going through it i'm like yeah okay i follow okay and it actually like got me like it really had an impact that i felt in just talking about a hypothetical version of the story and i loved it i really loved it and i feel like like that version that he proposed in his the, the little rewritten bit would have made Gohan my favorite character in the entire series if things flowed out that way, you know? See, this is how fan fiction happens. It is. It is. This is how somebody sure. goes, hey, it sure you know what would help this character if this happened. So, um, Wooly spoiling the video. No, fuck off. Listen to me. Go watch that. That proposal. Well, I don't need to now. Now I know that the whole video is about a rewrite. Yeah. No, I don't need to watch that. Movie half anywhere. the video, half the video is an analysis describing what I in better detail what I just talked about with why it doesn't work, and then the last half is here's what would have worked, and the here's what would have worked is fucking choice. It's super good. I um, have an idea for Gohan rewrite, and so. Um, I'll leave it there because I don't want to go into the details of what he proposes because then, yeah, enjoy that in the video. And then maybe next week or something, I'll talk about like the actual things that, that, that like the actual pop propositions and why they're better and what works and what doesn't. But um, it's like that arc really could have been something. So I really want to give a huge shout out. Like go fucking watch the masks of go uh, the masks of Gohan. I believe it's called. On Plague of Gripes' YouTube channel. 50 minutes. So, you know. I I think that... Gohan's many masks. Gohan's I many think, masks. I think that during the Cell games, Gohan should have turned to his dad and been like, this is stupid. And then him and Cell should have kissed. Mwah. Mwah. Yeah. Um, if you disagree, if you think I overblowed it, if you don't think it's as good as I said, that's cool. That's all right. Some, you know, some people will, will not find that. Some people will. I'm just talking about what I think, uh, and I think I really like it. 
and I think you might really like it. So if in case you haven't seen it yet, go check out uh, Gohan's Many Masks on Plague of Gripes' channel. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look it up. Gohan Mask. You can get a... Where can you get... Oh, it's a mask of like a fox thing. Yeah. In God, Dragon feel, Ball Xenoverse 2. I'm a go- I feel like a beaten dog. I feel like anytime I, anytime I say something I like, I have to qualify it with, but you might not like it and that's okay. Cause there's, I'll just, I know. Oh, I just d- don't do I know, that. I know. I know, but it's just conditioning of years of, nah, that sucks. And you're like, all right. It, but you know Wooly, what? everything I, you, that you like does sucks. Yeah. And it everything does. that I like is not sucks. Well, then I'm sorry that we don't share the same opinions, and I hope that we can ap- agree on other things. I think that the fact that we don't share the same opinions is sucks. Um, it's it's uh, it's a really good video. So that's that's one thing I did with the week. Um, something else that I did was uh, I watched Toy Story four. Oh, okay. How's that? Have you seen Toy Story three? I have I have seen Toy Story three. Have you seen Toy Story four? I have not. Okay, I was in the camp going. Why would you go back? Why would you need a Toy Story four? I don't think you need to do this. Then I watched it and I went, "Oh, this is very good. It makes sense. I'm glad you did this." I oh, would okay. like, you know, it's it's like you you're questioning why this exists until you see it, and then you go, "No, okay, that's that's yeah, they, it was good. It was good. I'm really." Uh, I really hope it's it's done for reals this time. Um, I would say this, right? At first glance, you're going to walk out of there going, oh, man, like it's going to make you feel, you're going to have feels, right? As the Toy Story makes you have feels. That's what it does. Yes, yes. But you're going to walk out of there probably going like, you know, like it was good. Like it didn't hit me as hard as three, but it was good. And well, I, I don't ar- think much is going to beat that moment in three where they're all holding hands <laughs> and, and I'm like, gonna now argue we can all die. Both are fine movies, but there's one scene in three. No, you don't forget the rest of three. The rest of three is fine. There's one moment that's so dark and horrifying that is so brutal to any child bawling in that theater. The fucking incinerator scene in three, it broke all of us. Don't Everyone worry, buddy. I'll be here with you when you burn to death horribly. What do we do? Uh, and you just have a look. All you have is a look. I we, we I rewatched that scene, right? That fucking right now. That fucking scene. All you have is a look of just yep. Well, here it is. It's been a pleasure, you know. And it's so fucking brutal and over the top and like. It is the most like it's like it's like borderline manipulative evil shit to do to kids. I remember kids crying about Optimus Prime dying in Transformers the fucking movie, causing them to edit GI Joe so that Duke lives. And, oh man! And in a world where that was too much for kids, you do the fucking Toy Story three incinerator scene to them. Are you mad? We're all scarred by that, and that's why we're going to always think of that as like, yeah, no, that thing. Though. And it's like, yeah, man, you're not going to top that. That was brutal. The rest of the movies, the rest of the movie, very comparable to 4 and and great. Really fun, entertaining, you know, and lots of little um, 
lots of heartfelt moments. Wow, they fucking get super ready to die. It's bad. Wow. It's traumatizing. So all that to say, um, if you remove what is trauma from the equation, both movies uh, uh, comparably good to each other. But then you insert that bullshit and you go, yeah, fucking nothing. Nothing's going to line up with that. Oh, God. Toy Story 3. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, you know, the, you know, the loud, angry, like, you know, the Russian guy salute crying. Yeah. That like that. It's not children like holding their. It's not tears with mouth closed. It is mouth open and the edges of the frame are fucking blurred, speed blurred vignette. Oh, the Yamaro. <laughs> around yes. the edge of the screen as you... <laughs> because it's so rough. Oh, what's that guy from... from uh, is it Kira? <coughs> is it Kira from The Seed? Kira. <laughs> that's, that's really on point. I, it's it's in my outro every day. <sighs> it, it's Yamero. Yeah, it's the duck. It's it's it's, uh, the, it's <laughs> the dog being sprayed by water. It's Jesse Pinkman. He can't keep getting away with the house. <laughs> uh, speed blurs around the edge of your frame, guys. All right. Um, it means the thing you're looking at is intense. Turn it red. Put a glowing uh, effect on it. Uh, Toy oh, Story Four. The red eyes. Toy yeah. Story Four was very good, and um, the the. Of course, it, it you know you saw the trailer. I'm sure, right? Of the For, oh yeah, I did. Yeah. So it's like the, the fucking stick, the stick the, the, toy the spork, or the fuck it is. Spork comes alive, and it's like you put a fucking put a face on it, and you wrap a you wrap a, 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 a um, pipe cleaner around it. And now it's alive. <laughs> it's just there's, like yeah. <gasps> there's a there's a there's a background thought. Yeah. On that, that. Yeah. Is it is just. It's a foreground thought. It's not a background thought. It's a foreground thought. Why am I alive? <laughs> it's great. Oh it's, God, I live the nightmare. It's great. Um. Okay. So. Uh. So that's what I watched, and then like yeah, quick shout out to some games I played. Um. So I played. I'll, uh, uh, something that I was I was teasing a little bit earlier went through it. Um, we've been playing Sonic Robo Blast Two. What the uh, fuck is that? Sonic Robo Blast Two is the best 3D Sonic game. All right, let's. It is a fan made okay. game from Already. fucking decade ago. And here's the important part. It is a sprite that is running on a 3D background. It's a Doom mod. But the world, picture a world that is a Mega Man Legends-like world. Very blocky textures that are vibrant and life lively that are very much resembling Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic 1, all the old games on the Genesis. Has wow, all that life. Dope. It has all that life to it. But then the character running around the map in 3D is 2D sprite. And that 2D sprite, you can rotate all around and see 
magic. Wow, there's a lot of different accesses for this fucking sprite. Magic. You can fully run through that world. And here's why. Here's the thing about it, right? It's it's a work in progress. It took them a it took them years to get it looking that good. But that to me represents an alternate timeline for early 3D platforming that we didn't get. You're watching gameplay I'm watching footage? a boss fight and I'm like incredibly impressed at the air control you have which negates the need for like the light speed dash homing attack that every 3D Sonic game has to have. So in this case the the the, the homing attack is it's it's not a homing attack it's just a dash forward but it yeah. only dashes in the direction the camera's facing. It never dashes so you just away. Just line it up and then you dash. Yes. That's right? way better. And then That's uh, way better. Kn- Knuckles flies in the direction the camera's facing. Everything is kind of like that, like that, right? Um, this game represents an alternate pathway in 3D platforming that never happened. We could have seen the earliest 3D platformers as uh, from the N64 and the uh, Dr- Dreamcast days. We could have seen games that had sprites on a vibrant 3D world instead of going all the way into adventure or um like early bad 3d that ages poorly you know like like thank god that super mario 64 is such a good game and on its fundamentals yeah because you know that game's like a miracle it it fundamentally has such strong design principles that it, it it outshines the era of 3d it comes from right and i would say ocarina of time also has that magic uh, uh, about it. Yeah, I'd say so. I would absolutely say so. Where it's like you come from an era of awful, horribly dated garbage 3D. Yeah, because you could get a, a, a fucking Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, or you could occasionally get something like a fucking Castlevania 64. Sure, exactly. Right. It's like fucking god damn it. Ocarina and 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 you know 60 and Mario like with the quality of their game design outshining. The, the 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 era the era they come from, but if we went this route, it would have been a much clearer link to the 16-bit era, but also embracing the, like 3D possibilities. It's more of a half step, but it looks so good. Well, considering a full step got us garbage like Sonic Adventure, that's fine. If we went in this direction instead of Sonic Adventure, it would have been great. Because eventually, when we would go to Sonic Adventure, we wouldn't, like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have been so creepy and weird with some of their, like, the way their mouth moves and the, like, some of the technical, like, weird shit about it. Despite the fact that, like, some parts, some parts still are still very cool. We love that soundtrack. We love some of the goofy, you love to, you love to hate it in some cases. Um, but there's some shit that's so fucking turbo jank. That you're like, man, if we yeah, went this way we, instead. I don't think we necessarily need to get to Sonic Adventure. No, I, I disagree. Think it, I think it's I think I think 3D Sonic has been a total wash. I I disagree, but I do think that Sonic Robo Blast represents an alternate timeline. A Sonic Robo Blast 2, excuse me. And it is to me the best. Sonic 3D game just because it hits you. It hits you like those Genesis games. And the music, guess what? 
fucking incredible soundtrack. The amount of love put into this over that decade I've been describing, mm-hmm. tons of characters you can play as, tons of 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 um secrets, huge maps, right? So the maps are massive and this is my only like flaw. Yeah, I've been watching uh, I've been watching like a, a the a video the whole time and I'm, it's this like canyon map and it's fucking gigantic. <clears throat> so the biggest flaw with the game is actually the fact that like um, so here's the thing. You can play it with mouse and keyboard, right? It's kind of how the default controls are set up. If you play with two, mm-hmm. with a stick, then you have like, um, twin sticks. And then as a result, you're getting, you're constantly moving the camera because you're moving that fast and you have to turn yeah. the camera a lot. So jump and, and attack are on your bumpers. Of course. Yeah. So that it ends up being a bumper controlled game, right? So, um, you get used to the speed you're moving at and you get, you get, you eventually get good at fine tuning some of your cornering and shit. However, the maps are so big because they're meant to be traversable by every type of character. So Sonic on his own who can only run and jump, Tails who can fly, and Knuckles who can climb and glide. And then right. uh, and then other unlockables that cannot do either of those things um, all have to be able to make it through. So every map has tons of pathways leading to the final goal. And they're so big that it's insanely easy to get lost very easy right playing through a map at the for the first time you will hit a checkpoint and what's nice about it is every time you make your way to a checkpoint let's say you hit checkpoint three if all the characters had checkpoints two in different areas of the map but we get to that third one those are all lit up so you never if you oh, fantastic you encounter a checkpoint that is already lit up it means you didn't you weren't you didn't go here but uh, you don't have to. This is backwards, right? But there's still secrets back there. There's still things to uncover. There's still walls that you can break and power-ups to get and, and, and collectibles. So there's still, if you're trying to actually scrape every area of a level, you fucking will have a hard time doing so. Um, so that is, that is a bit of the issue. And then the second thing, which is a bit more minor, is, um, the way that it's set up is you run into rings, you collect rings in the same way as you do in old Sonic games. But in this mm-hmm. case, because they're in 3D space, the formations are very tricky to perfectly very specific. Nail. I yeah. the 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 best analogy I can come up for it is remember in Star Fox when Peppy told you to stay in formation? Yeah. Remember how fucking hard that was? Because yeah. the outline is like perfectly lined up with the other group, with the rest of the group, and you're just doing your Thank best. God. It's such a ridiculous like ask of the player to stay in formation that like you just eventually are like, okay, look, man, the best I can do is not be in formation, but turn and roll when you guys turn and roll. So there will be cases where you see a bunch of rings lined up in a perfect curve, and you're like, I can't fucking run a perfect curve. Well, get good, man. And there's no light speed dash. So just go back, stop, and collect them all because you missed four of them, you know? Um, but anyway, the rest of the game is is phenomenal, and it goes places. Uh, the levels are, are, are just, they evolve in a really nice way. It's a very complete package. You unlock more after you beat it. Uh, it's just incredible. It's incredible, and it's fucking free, and it's out there. And like, it shows you that like, yeah, the Sega fan games have been a thing for a while. Sega encourages their fan games. So. A lot of them are really good. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's the result of I think the company officially sanctioning them, you know, 
And as a result, now you have this. So everyone knows uh, about the cart game because I think that's a more recent thing. This is older, and that cart game there's a that, that was based on this is 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 what everyone's like. Yeah, check that out. I'm like, yeah, definitely plan to. But just that adventure game that was from ten years ago is now like the best 3D Sonic game. Period. And so one of the inter- most interesting things about this conversation, Wooly, is that uh, we've been pretty harsh on the Sonic Adventure games. Uh, because I'm looking at this, and just from the footage, I'm like, man, I would way rather play this than either of the Sonic Adventure games. You would. Um, and uh, there are some people, possibly right now, they're like, why they gotta hate on Sonic Adventure? They so wrong, right? And the funniest thing about that is that I look at that and I smile, because uh, let's take Mothman, for example, friend of the show, Art Man, Mr. Moth. Yep. He he loves Sonic Adventure too. He does. But see, now I know that Mothman is an idiot <laughs> because that game is trash. <laughs> Here's- and I feel smart as a result. So <laughs> I love it when people tell me that my uh, opinion is stupid because it allows me to see who was actually the stupid. Listen, you don't have to go. Um, you don't have to delete the whole thing. Because there's some endearing jank. Soundtrack's okay. There's some endearing jank and, and memories oh. with Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. However, um, you don't even have to go into Big the Cat or the Chow Garden or any of that shit. Um, it, it's just a game where however you feel about it, you put it next to Sonic Robo Blast 2 and it kind of melts in the sunlight. Yeah. It kind of does the it, it's kind of a zombie in the sunlight. Um in the face of a game that fucking crushes it like this that keeps all the 2D charm, all the amazing feelings of like what you love about the sprite art, but now in an open 3D world where you still feel the speed of 3D like traversal. Uh it it just it it keeps it all in there, you know? Um and it also has a cutscene at the beginning and a, and a, and, a, and it has a little end. And then it has uh, some zones and some boss fights. And then when you collect collectibles, instead of the bonus game... You know how the bonus game in Sonic, where you're running down the fucking... Uh, on the sphere? Or down the... Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the sphere one or the half-pipe one? Both of them. You know how those mini games are basically just the game you're looking at? Yeah. So those wouldn't be very special at all, would they? Nah. Because those ready, those those 3D like half uh, like like games... Are just the whole game this time. So what do you do? You got to do something extra special for that. Well, in in fucking Sonic Robo Blast too, the bonus levels are you flying as Supersonic Knuckles or, or Tails, and you're playing Nights into Dreams. Uh, They're awesome bonus levels. You're flying. You're flying, collecting the rings, doing loop de loops, spinning, going into the foreground, coming out the background. It's it's <coughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's a flight on rails, but it's such a fun bonus level to throw in there, and then you just go back to the regular game. Super great, super super great. You know, it's funny. Back in the day, I uh, didn't get a Dreamcast. I wanted one, but I couldn't afford it. My buddy got a Dreamcast, and he had Sonic Adventure, and uh, he lent it to me for ah, a, a week. 
Just right? cough and, cough and to... say Wuhan. <laughs> yeah. Wuhan. Hey, dude. Hey, <laughs> smart. I'm at home away from your coughing. Um, it's the new bless you. Uh, yeah, it's the new bless you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I played Sonic Adventure and I played, uh, I rented uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. And uh, I beat those games. I 100% at Sonic Adventure. And yeah. I beat Code Veronica. And I was left with this feeling of like, Phew, thank God I didn't buy a fucking Dreamcast. If this is the fucking shit that they're going to be putting out on this thing. Because holy shit. Oh, uh, Pat. You know, you, how wrong you are. Because that was a hot console. And you know not how? not from the two games I wanted to play on it. Well, from all the rest of the games, which all the rest of the games like Seaman and Blue Stinger, which Shenmue, which brings me to my next bit, my next get story. Out. Get out! Right here. See this? This is a piece of magic. This I'm holding up is a Hello Kitty Dreamcast. This Hello Kitty Dreamcast, I want to give a huge shout out to um, Shy City Justin. I want to uh, uh, confirm that is in fact correct because uh, he hooked me up when I went to um, uh, Shy Town Justin. Excuse me, Shy Town Justin, one of the uh, guys organizing the mystery tournament at um, Frosty Fostings in, in Chicago. Uh, hooked up this Dreamcast. This is a, a Hello Kitty Dreamcast, but but it's not just a Dreamcast that I you know I have a bunch of these lying around the house. Nothing special about that. Here's the deal: when I press this open button, what you will see here, if I hold this forward, I'm just going to describe it for y'all: is not a disc tray, but in fact an SD card. So that combined with an HDMI converter in the back here equals. A fucking dream come true cast because now you don't have to fucking worry about anything. So what was the part that would fail on a Dreamcast over time? Is it the, the CD drive? The potentiometer. The potentiometer, w- which was right underneath the lens, would constantly fail and you would have to crack it open and clean and then readjust it constantly and when i had to repair dreamcasts it was just it was the first thing to go every single time the lens was weak and um after a couple years of use it was just not meant for the long run it was built so in does such this a way. bypass that problem yes there's no laser there's no there's no laser to worry about so it took you 15 years, but you finally got... No, 20 years, really. Well, my solution is... you finally has, got a working Dreamcast. <laughs> I have a working... I always have a working Dreamcast. You know? I just have a stack of those motherfuckers, and that's my solution to the problem. Well, the solution has been found, like, permanently, which is a... a yeah, this is modded to fit a nice fucking SD card in and solve all the disc problems that you can possibly have. Video game consoles should not be limited item consumables, will they? Come on. I agree. But the the release list of this console is so goddamn strong that I will always need to have one because it's just one of my favorite lists ever. And a bunch of those games never got 
released elsewhere. They never came off of it, or they came off of it in even more obscure formats. For okay, example, here's a list of Dreamcast games that suck: Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure Two, Shenmue, Seaman, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Marvel vs. Capcom Two, <laughs> Power Stone, <laughs> Crazy Taxi. Go on. Jet Set Radio. Ooh, what a stinky. Resident Evil 3. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a bunch of garbage. Trash. Seriously, though, why did CVX and Sonic Adventure have to be the first games I played for that fucking thing? Doesn't matter. After that it's came total Third bummer. Strike, Project Justice, fucking... Uh, 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 Techromancer dropped after that. Power hey, you don't get to say Project Justice came. Project Justice never came, as far as we're concerned. Project Justice is there, as is Power Stone One and Two. And uh, if you even if you want to go back and like check out the fucking new generation and Second Impact for shits and the giggles, you can go do that and have some fun loading up your Double Impact. Okay, I need a Dreamcast at all times because it was the Capcom arcade port board. It was the Capcom from the machines to your home board. And uh, it's where I played Skies of Arcadia. It's 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 where a bunch of these games that like, you know, took a fucking forever to port were for years. Third Strike was locked on the Dreamcast for years. You know? Anyway, um... I'm happy. I got this. This is a this is a nice problem solver, and uh, there's some shit on it that I fit, didn't fucking even like. So there's some shit there I didn't even know about. But um, you know, and this is not to get into you know uh, 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 for the longest while. Guess what? Res was a Dreamcast thing, right? Uh, Cosmic Smash was a Dreamcast thing. Ikaruga, Dreamcast thing. These is these are the places you had to go for. What a things. terrible console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'll admit, it's all because of the controller. It's because of the controller. All right, well. The plug, squishy buttons. Plug in a converter. The, Play virtual on with a PlayStation controller. I wasn't going to plug in a converter back in 1999. Anyway. um, So that's a fucking breather that i i really appreciate and shout outs to shy town justin for for the hookup on that um apparently does he make those or did he just acquire one uh uh there's a dude who makes them that he he knows that also or like does only does a few of them per year very limited type of thing um all in all like yeah not very easy to acquire type of situation but you know, kind of like those, like like the modded N sixty four with the HDMI and stuff like that. There's people working on this stuff out there, and God bless them, because you know, um, it, it, there'd be shit that would be lost forever. You know, there'd be shit that would be lost forever. Like the fact that, like, not like look how look how like not even long ago, the the eShop for the Wii was like, all right, that's gone. There oh, goes man. there goes games that are just gone forever. You know, well, unless archivists got in and archived. Oh, oh, that's hey, you're right, archivists. But for those, everybody who, loves archivists. But for those who didn't, goodbye forever to a bunch of games. Goodbye, Muscle March. Goodbye. Oh yeah. 
What is Muscle March? Is it's a series of YouTube trailers. It's uh, it's a thing that I tested, and it's a Wikipedia article. It's not a video game anymore. It's gone. Oh, you probably get it from the archive. But that's the point. You know, it's an it's an official fuckery. Um, so yeah, that's that's the <sighs> the shitty, terrifying side of the digital the digital realm, the digiverse. Well. Uh, I don't know if it's a news article, but there's more shitty, terrifying digital shit that's just hilarious. Doc Lewis's punch out. Oh, my God. That was a thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Uh, no, well, um, what about which one now? Uh, I was going to make fun of the Stadia later. Oh, uh, no, that wasn't on the docket, so we can... We can... Okay, so long story short, uh, Jim put out a video talking about, like, developers... Uh, and the deals that Stadia is offering for them, and the deal to cut, to put your game on the Stadia is nothing. We're not going to give you any money, or exclusive, or marketing. Just do it. Just just do it. It's a good system, though. Did you see the tweet where they said spell out the fa- spell out your name using Stadia titles? All right. Yeah. And then it got to the I, and they just had to. Put- and it went shrug emoji. There isn't a single game on the platform that has uh, I. People. Also, there's uh, I saw people talking about um, uh, there was a guy named in our, our subreddit uh, named Christopher that couldn't start with an O. There's not a single game with an O either. And I think they might not have a Y either. So they're missing like multiple vowels. So, you so know, what the cue, fuck cue are the, they thinking? Cue the reply. Like it's the it's the promo tweet that has the shrug. It's like they the thing itself. Cue the Whoever, replies with people like, "Yo, shrug looks like a banger. Can't wait for that to drop." <laughs> people like the guy running that Twitter account is like, "I'm just gonna get paid until they shut this thing down." Well, I came anyway. in and did my job. Yeah. Again, I will. I will. I will take my final take on Stadia, and maybe I'll bring it back every time it comes up. But it should have just been another project on the Google Labs tab. You click on the Google Lab projects and you see all these crazy things they're working on. And one of them is some video games that, that fucking stream to your thing. And, it's, and, and, and that's it. It's a work in progress and maybe one day it'll be a thing. But, it's, so here's the but that's question. all it was. You know how they've bought some developers to make exclusive games for the Stadia? They did. Will they? those games ever come out at all? Oh, those. Oh, or that's... will the system be canceled before they release? Oh, that's fucking horrible. That's garbage, man. Ugh. What? You know, so before Iron Galaxy took over KI, Double Fine got bought by Amazon to do Amazon Fire games. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened there. I, I also don't know what happened. That sucks, man. Because uh, there's some developers that spoke, you know, under condition of anonymity, uh, you know, the, the usual, and they were pretty frank. It's like, we don't know if this thing's going to exist in even a year. Not Double Fine, Double Helix, rather. Yeah. Ah, yeah. same yeah. thing. That's, ugh. It's the, um, imagine if the, the, uh, 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 Epic Game Store exclusive deal, which is like 
you can't say no, you can't refuse. Yeah. But then also it kills you. Yeah, and also the whole deal is just uh Sweeney coming to your house and going, Come on. It's a fucking death note Come deal. On! It's a death note deal. It's Pandora. It's Pandora. It's it's Street Fighter Cross Tekken Pandora mode. You're a developer that gets a supercharge full of cash and you get bought and then you're like, yeah, infinite super, infinite meter. But if you don't win in the next 10 seconds, you will die. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. It's the fucking Pandora activation, man. Oh, God, that sucks, dude. That's a bad fucking deal for folks that got bought out by the Stadia situation um uh anyway well so that was uh, uh um that was that was the dreamcast uh and uh yeah last little quick bit was we had uh get into fighting games for glory mm-hmm. we, we had an expert in to come and teach us the fucking ins and outs of poken that game got ported to the Switch, as you might recall, and uh, got a couple new characters. They put the Blastoise in it. They put, um, oh god, they put uh, uh, Aegislash Slash in it. They put mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of new Pokemon and uh, Pokemon. Yeah, it uh, you know just as fun as I remembered. More more tech than expected. Uh, definitely. Definitely, like, got to see him, like, okay, so the tournament players, this is what they do in this game. Um, it, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the idea behind, like, phase shift modes, right? That was such an interesting thing where, if you remember, you would do combos in, like, the 3D arena mode, and then you do enough damage, and then it shifts the camera to a 2D fighter mode. That's the weirdest fucking mechanic ever. It is. And then you do you do some damage again, and then it shifts back to the field. Field phase and dual phase, right? And uh, the way that was kind of set up is it was very weird. And, like, when you kind of, like, get to the, ex- the explanation of it and you kind of see it in action, it's like, okay, it's basically, like, a way of challenging um, zoners and, like... It's a way of kind of like converting the situation into one where zoning is stronger versus one where obviously rushdown is stronger, you know? So depending on the goal of your character, it gives you a chance to excel in the in the phase that your character works best at and try to keep the game there, you know? So it's a little bit of um it's a little bit of a teeter-totter in a way, almost like a nidhog you know, getting my back against the wall, your back against the wall kind of situation where uh, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're using a fucking rushdown character, you're, you you want to be in that 2D phase because you have really good setups and moves from there versus if you're using like a fucking uh, um, uh, Bryxen or whatever, then you want to zone and keep them out. And uh, yeah, it, it just like, it it adds another layer to the already like pretty simple rock, paper, scissors that the game has going on. That game doesn't have enough characters. It has a lot now. But you just have like 650 characters. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It has a it has a character select screen that's a whole bunch of boxes on it. But the problem yeah. is that the IP is Pokemon. So you can... That can go forever. 
It's like I'm not familiar with Grand Blue Fantasy, right? But Grand Blue Fantasy Versus has the same problem. It's like there are like 3,500 characters and their bikini versions. Um, you know the the this the original slot thing we talked about of like, will they all be fighting types? And it's like, well, no, but I'm there better be a healthy number of fighting types at the very least. I uh I I think you got a roster that's pretty pretty healthy for what the game is. Um if it were any other IP, it would probably have had less. In this case, I don't see them making a poke into. I don't see this really, you know, going anywhere else from where it is at. But the fact that it got freed off of the Wii U Right and and treated to some new characters and extra shit is very pleasant. It's nice. It's no lo- It's not a, a memory of a distant, forgotten thing. It is now available and around. And uh, so there is a really great new gimmick Twitter account that you just reminded me of. It's called Poorly Aged Things. Yes, and one of the ones that I retweeted recently was that guy who can't hold all those limes. Yep. Um, and he is holding a bunch of Wii U games. And he says, why can't I hold all these amazing exclusives? And it's got Smash, Captain Toad, Wind Waker, Pikmin, Hyrule Warriors, Mario Kart, Wonderful 101, Tropical Freeze, Monster Hunter, etc. Bayo 2 on it. And you just look at that. Oh, Zombie U's on there. And all I can think of is the, the, the phrase you just used is that Pokken was freed from the tyranny of the Wii U. Like, <laughs> it was saved. Because no one wants to even go through the trouble plugging that piece of shit in. Yeah. Fucking thing sucks. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not a fun, it's not a fun, it's not a fun plug-in. The shackles are broken, ported to a thing that we currently have. And and I like that, you know, slowly but surely everything we care about has been making its way over because Nintendo knows. And also, it's a nice way to fucking pepper up that Switch library. Yep. You know, like grab all the other shit that a bunch of you guys missed cuz you didn't have a Wii U. Hey, try it again. It was good. It's like a it's like a brand new game. It's new to you. <laughs> Just put a little Nintendo. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Must see TV sticker on it. It's not a rerun. Uh, anyway, so that's that's what that that fucking thing is burned into my mind decades later. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. It is new to me. So yeah, you're right. Kawashi Kawashitai. Yep, that was saved. Uh, Xenoblade. All these games are. Uh, you gotta, you gotta unsha- un, you gotta break the shackles, you know. Anyway, um, so that's pretty much what I did. And uh, if you would like to see uh, those adventures as described, I did, uh, I did a full LP of Sonic uh, Robo Blast two. So that'll be Wooly versus. How long is that game? The first time through, you're gonna, it's gonna take mm-hmm. you a while. Uh, after that, you can do it in a couple hours. You can do it in like cool four, three. Typical Sonic game. But if you're treating it like you should any 3D game the first time you play it, which is you want to scrape the level for stuff, you can easily spend 45 minutes in each in each zone. 
you move very fast. There's a lot of places to go. Um, in some cases, like underwater levels. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Find that fucking bubble in th- with oh, a z-axis. No. <laughs> Find that bubble spot with a z-axis, motherfucker. Good luck. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Um, or you can just hightail it straight to the goal if you can fly, float, or just zip line. So you can you can speed run that shit easy or take really long. Um, there is a ginormous castle-like level that just fucking goes and goes and goes. And uh, like I had to, uh, I was trying to explore it all, and I had to just give up. I had to just give up and move to move forward. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, and, and this you was were playing like playing as Sonic. Uh, I was playing as Knuckles, and this was off okay. camera, right? On camera, I just ran through it and did the re- did the run. Off camera, I was trying to cover this whole area, and I'm like, this is like, I don't. It felt like fucking Hyrule Field. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, oh my god. But um, yeah, uh, Sonic Robo Blast, you know, and uh, yeah, Pokémon, all that good shit, all available coming up on Wooly Versus on Twitch, a uh, Wooly Versus on Twitter, on uh, uh, YouTube, and of course, um, you can follow updates on Wooly Wools on Twitter. How about a quick word from a sponsor? Let's do that. Okay. Who do we got sponsoring the podcast this fine week, Wooly? This week, Castle Super Beast is sponsored by Manscaped. Yep. So, as you may already know, Hey, maybe you're familiar with the sound of ow, fuck, shit, bitch, piss balls, cunt, motherfucker, enigma nuts. Damn it. Maybe, maybe you cut yourself shaving. This will surely hurt more when I dip them into the yogurt later. Don't dip them in the yogurt. And don't try to fucking cut yourself. Don't try to shave without something uh, uh, that can save you from that. Such as Manscaped. Manscaped, you don't, you, you got, you got, you got, you don't gotta fucking scream and cut yourself all up and, and, and all over the place anymore. You don't gotta bleed everywhere. And now you got blood, blood in your underwear. Is that what you want? You're trying to make yeah. an impressive night. You're trying to make a fun, you're trying to have a good time. And, and you didn't even know that when you were shaving, you fucking, you caused a spump. Yeah. And you, you, you're, you're trying to play it off like, nah, man, it's my sympathy period. You know, and then and then they're like, I, I, "Is this for you?" And then we, you, we, who nobody wants to be playing around and pull up a handful of blood. What am I trying to say here, folks? Yeah, what are what the, what are you talking about, folks? I'm trying to say that thanks to Manscaped, accidents are a thing of the past. No more cuts and nicks because the lawnmower 3.0. It's the third generation trimmer, and it's got advanced skin safe technology so you keep your fucking boys nice and smooth and you don't need to to end the night in a disaster the engineering team at manscaped spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 it's premium battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can make a you can take a longer shave that's a lot of time 
Uh, it's got a cool LED light that illuminates the grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. Um, charging stand. So you can show off that mower loud and proud. Intelligently designed stands, rapid charging dock, powered by USB. And, uh, you know, you got to try it for yourself to get to get get to the future with a clean nutsack. Not nicked, not no pain, no more bleeding, no fuss and muss. Bleeding balls, man. It's a real problem out there if you're not using a Manscaped, you know? I know you know. I I don't. Get 20% off plus free shipping no, man. with the code SUPERBEAST at manscaped.com. Your balls are going to thank you. Again, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUPERBEAST at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SUPERBEAST. Your partner, your dick, your balls will thank you. The yogurt will go on smooth. No blood on the yogurt. Not a single drop. I didn't know that was a parfait. This week, Castle Super Beast is also sponsored by Away. So, uh, you've you've probably. You've probably heard me talk about Away in the past, but for those who have not, Away is quite simply, it's the best goddamn suitcase I've ever used and traveled with. It is a little, like, it is a it is a perfect container that has all this tech that I didn't even know I needed in a suitcase. Um, they've got durable exteriors that last a lifetime. They can withstand even the roughest of bag handlers. Uh, every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a hidden removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. So here's what I do. I'm going to a tournament. I'm traveling. I'm going to wherever I'm going, you know, I'm going to, to, to see the, see the in-laws in, 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 in the Toronto's. Well, you grab, you grab the away suitcase and then you got the little straps after you pack your clothes in, these the, 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 the com- these straps compress the size of your puffed up clothing with a little top area, and it flattens things out so that you can get more space in there. Then you pack in your PlayStation, put your Wii next to it, or so, excuse me, you put your Switch next to it, and again, the compressor keeps it sturdy so that you don't have to worry about God forbid you, you talk to those in-laws. God damn it. No, you need those video games and you need them safe. I am bringing them with me. You bet your ass. And it's all fitting in the away travel case. Um, and of course, when the, you know, when your underwear gets dirty and when you got dirty clothes, you don't want to put it back in the clean clothes that you have in your suitcase. So you got a little zip bag that it unfolds. It's tucked away really nicely in the bottom of the the suitcase and it becomes a full bag where you can put all your dirty clothes. You don't have to worry about a hamper or any cross contamination from, you know, your grossness touching the clean stuff. TSA approved combination lock keeps all your belongings safe for 360 degree spinner wheels, smoothest roll. And, you know, I've also of course went on about the fact that it comes with a chargeable battery pack that you can hook your USB uh, phone charger up to, and you got juice on the go whenever you need it. 
on the plane, on the train, all of that. It's been, it's been, it's just what I use to go everywhere. So absolute best suitcase I've ever owned, hands down. Real talk. Um, there's a hundred day trial on everything they make. So you can take it out on the road, live with it, travel with it and get lost with it for a hundred days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return it. Uh, and and non uh, you can return any non personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs ands or asterisks. Just don't carve a picture of your face onto the side, and you should be good. Don't do that. Um. So, uh, I would uh, like to let you know that uh, you can start your risk free hundred day trial and shop the entire away lineup of travel travel essentials, including their best selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash beast. Um, again, that's a 100-day trial, risk-free, and, and the, you can browse the entire, you can shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, at awaytravel.com slash beasts. Beast. God damn it. Speak clearly, dude. Yeah, I've been I've been mumbling and uh, stumbling my words all day as well. I even lisped a little bit before. Not sure what's going on. Okay, sounds like we got a case of the Mondays. I hate Mondays. I also hate Mondays. Oh, Garfield. Oh no, no. So oh um. So yeah, just to let you know, these are products that are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, their standout, always standout customer service team can arrange and will arrange to have it fixed and replaced. And they offer free shipping and returns on any order in the contiguous United States, Europe, Canada, and Australia. So awaytravel.com slash beast. Thank you, Away. Thanks, Away. So let's uh, let's see what's going on now, out there. Now, Willie, before we get into the news, could I ask for a small 10-minute recess? Normally, if I had to use the restroom and I was at your home, I would instead be miserable and hold it because I can't use someone else's bathroom. However, since I'm recording this podcast remotely, I am free to take a shit in my own house and would appreciate a quick reprieve. Will you take all the clothes off? Yes. Will you hold the toilet yes, roll I will. in your hand? Not the whole time, no. Will you forget that you're taking a dump and then be reminded halfway through that it's okay to release? <laughs> you, never, you never know, Willie. You never know. I can't stop you. You can't stop me. All right. So I'll be back in just a few moments. All right. We are taking... How do I mute this? We are taking a brief recess, and we will be back once Pat has moved his bowels. How do I turn off the video? <sighs> and we're back. Hey, welcome back, me. How was it? Mm. I feel great. Good. I feel empty. Me, you know, like all the poison came out of my butt. Just, you know, um, that commercial for Activia with uh, Ripley in it, mm. where she makes the hand gesture. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Ooh, you know, just ooh." Yeah. Okay. Uh. All right. Well. News. Ah, oh, it's a good podcast. Full relaxation, right? 
Yeah, man. Safe in the bubble. Like, all day so far, I'm like, man, don't shit yourself on camera. That'd be bad. Well, how about this, then? So we talked about Final Fantasy VII, and we talked about how much we are impressed with it. So why don't we talk about uh, something that we got out of Kitase in a recent interview saying that uh, it would be a waste to not return to Parasite Eve. Ah. Director of FF7, producer of the remake, straight up said in an interview with Kenny Omega, no less, that uh, it would be a waste to not return to the Parasite Eve franchise. I don't know of any plans right now, but it would be a waste to not use those characters. They're very Dude, I don't know, deep man. and rich, especially Aya Brea. Especially Breakowski, actually, is what the I The bad is so bad. The milk's gone bad, as they say. It's gone bad. The milk's gone bad. Milk was a bad choice. Um, you can't not save that franchise unless you delete the last game. And here, right? Let's be real. You can you can do it. Franchises have done this. It's very possible to just pretend it never happened. You can totally do that. We've seen it with franchises we love. Do it twice. <laughs> you just go eh and you're just like don't don't look don't, don't look, look over, over there. there. Don't look at it. Don't look over there. You can. Um, and I would argue that the milk has gone bad, but it's been so long that it's evaporated. A lot of people don't even know that milk exists. That's what I'm saying. There was spoiled milk here, but now it's just a stain. So it's a container to pour more milk in and feed your mitochondria. Oh. I think I don't know about that, but it's cheese now. It's become fine cheese. See, people made fun of me. I thought milk was just old cheese, and then people were like, "No, you got to put like an enzyme in it." Yeah, you got to fuck with it. You got to fuck with it. Well, then, then the whole pasteurization process. But if you want to get your gouda and your brie and your camembert, you must. Uh, you got to fuck with it. You got to fuck with it. You can't just wait with milk in a in a, in a cup. And have it turn into cheese. It'd be really well, cool. If you wait a long time. It'd be really cool if it vent if if milk after a time just turned into yogurt, and then yogurt just turned into cheese. That'd be cool. But that's not how it works. You got to you got to fuck with it. Dairy is a dairy is a thing. It's a fickle mistress. It's a fickle mistress. But that's the only way to get a nice old old fall fall cheese. You know? Nobody told you the cheese was this good. How come you ain't tell me the cheese was this good? Cheese is good, man. Cheese is super good. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Uh, Probably blue cheese. Blue cheese is really good in small quantities, especially as a sauce, as a real you thing. Can't, you can't just take a big bite out of a blue cheese. But you, like... you like the blue cheese dip, though, right? Not the, not the real thing. No, I'll eat a I'll eat a piece of blue cheese. I'll just eat it. Oh shit! Okay, I dig it, but you need really skinny slices, really skinny slices. Nah, man. Like as long as it's sub full mouthful, mm. I can do it. 
I fuck with I fuck with marble. Uh, I fuck with a nice smoky gouda. Provolone's all right. Um, Swiss is a little too bland. I find Swiss doesn't have as much flavor as some other flavors do. And I need more kick than Swiss provides, man. Um, Pepper Jack fucking rules. Um, yeah, it's okay. God tier, God tier though. Not gonna lie, goat. Yeah, goat's useful. Goat, goat is goat. Ugh. Goat is goat. Boo. It's creamy. It's 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 a perfect consistency for a a, a spread and a dip, and also a, a slice. You know, you put goat on. Anything that has cheese on it, and you get that nice. I like it with my eggs, but that's pretty much it. You can throw them on. You can throw it on a pizza, dude. You can throw it on a sandwich. You can throw. Get the fuck out. You can throw it on a burger. You can get. You can get little hint of goat on a couple of different stuff. You can put a goat on a cracker and just eat that cracker. No, I'm good, man. Goat's goat. Goat's goat. Um, you know, but yeah, I've moved on. Standard cheddar, standard mozzarella. Fuck that. We do marble. In this house, we marble up. Yeah, not nah. Like you need at least a sharp cheddar, at the very least. If I, I find marble replaces my needs for mozzarella and cheddar, I also don't care for mozzarella at all. Mozzarella is pretty. It's just too bland. It's pretty bland, um, unless you're going for the real deal, the real shit, the mozzarella floating in the fucking water. The ball. Yeah, that's a weird... Yeah, that's weird. How do you feel about a good Parmesan? <laughs> I love Parmesan. <laughs> uh, Parmesan. Parmesan. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I like when the guy comes over and he's like, you want Parmesan? And I'm like, you fucking keep it going. You keep it going. You spread it up. You spread it up. Did I tell you to stop? Good parm. All right. I saw a dumb Twitter post recently about this person at a restaurant having spaghetti asking the waiter, hey, can you dust my wets? And I go, you can just ask for Parmesan, dude. <laughs> and they hold, they hold up their noodles in their, in their hands and just go, my wets. And something about that is just so like threatening and and upsetting. What's the most unexpected place you've put cheese and it's tasted good? I feel like this is a trap to, to say uh, someone's butthole. I'm surprised you went that way and not for the obvious under the foreskin. Pew, pew. I don't know what that is. It's Richard Cheese, man. Okay. It's nasty. No, it's not my problem. Uh, I would say that uh, cheese was offered as a topping uh, at a ramen place, and I was like, "What? Why would you do that? Why would you fucking that do that?" That seems odd. And then I was like. Let's try it. Guess what? 
It was all right. What? It was all right. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was okay. It was actually all right. Didn't uh, didn't expect. That still seems a bad idea to me. Yeah, it does. It does. But it worked out. It's a decent ramen topping. You know, what kind of cheese was it? It was just sliced up. Uh, as grated grated mozzarella. Just really. Fi- well, that's nice and mild. I guess that makes. Yeah, sense. really finely grated mozzarella. You know, nothing nothing big on that. Um. Oh yeah, American cheese. Uh. <laughs> I remember they had blocks of that in my school, and it was just like, fuck it. I'm really glad that the Americans, when they made their cheese, correctly labeled it in such a way so that you knew to get the fuck away from it. I remember having a bite, and I was not impressed. I was not impressed. I was also not impressed, no. It's fucking plastic, yeah. It's not real food. It's not real food. Well, anyway... um. Parasite Age. Nice. Nice. Now I don't have to smell that. That's fucking rad. Duh. That's super awesome. Yeah, see? See, there's benefits here. Uh what uh what's up? Yeah, that's Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve is uh, you know, a thought. But I feel like these are all questions that are a bit like you know I think the problem is the Parasite Eve did become a thought. But it <laughs> ah. Hey. Hey. Was it Eve though? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. No? No. What what's the answer I'm supposed to give? There, there was the twist. Cause it was you thought it was Aya, but then it Anyway, whatever. I legit don't even know what the answer I'm supposed to give is. The fucking ending of that goddamn fucking thing is just all right. Anyway, so 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 um um you know I would like to imagine a world where they would bother, but it's hard to imagine a world where there's enough groundswell for it. And um maybe like you know maybe there will be some sort of like thing where someone says hey someone internally says like hey this is a thing i'd love to do if they get the green light and then the internet goes bring back hashtag fuck parasite eve and then maybe there'll be some i don't know i don't know how this happens but at the moment it's like it's too old there's too many people that don't know or care and you'd have to jump over a speed bump that turns out to be a sinkhole that is third birthday i cannot imagine uh any amount of groundswell for Parasite Eve, even like even being on the same playing field as FF7 or the Resident Evil games. Yep. Like it, 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 I, I love Parasite Eve 1, but that game does not rate compared to the fucking media outcry for those other two. Consider for a minute, if you will, would you be happier with a spiritual successor made by a passionate fan of the game that has a similar combat style to Parasite Eve 1 and is just a completely different franchise. Yeah, sure, fuck it. Right? Wouldn't you take that? I'd rather see Vagrant Story be taken on with the way that... Uh, what do you call it? Um, fucking use your words, Pat. Uh, the FF7 combat system. I want Vagrant Story to use that and I want Vagrant Story to come back. Sure, I think you'll find a lot of people... Vagrant Story kicks ass. Yeah, I think I think you're name-dropping something a lot of people would love to see come back there. But, 
as far as Eve goes, it's kind of like the pathway to success is is a very cloudy, it's murky. It is it is filled with um, miasma, and I would say that the pathway to a spiritual successor from a passionate fan is much clearer. And uh, I, I, if someone did that, I think everyone would just be like, "Fuck it, we're happy, we got this," you know. Um, um, I like that that's an actual possible route to take in the world these days. Um, try to think of a dead franchise that's been spiritually replaced that we're like, yeah, that'll, that'll do for now. That's more than... Well, Mega Man got replaced by Mighty Number no. 9. I, that's why I said I'm trying to think of a franchise that got fully replaced. <laughs> well, it, it totally... What are you talking about? It got super replaced. <sighs> well, yeah, you know, Bloodstained is the game now. Castlevania is a Netflix show. <sighs> yeah. How about that? It sure is. How about that? It sure is. Um, oh, Earthbound got replaced by Undertale, somebody pointed out. Oh. That's completely accurate. Oh, you mean Eastward? I, I don't know what that is. Wait, what's Eastward? No, not Eastward. Eastward is a really hot-looking game that's uh, that's coming out. But no, not Eastward. Um, what the fuck was it called? That's the other cool game. Um, oh wow, you're really killing it. The mother, the mother here. for uh, uh, oddity, 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 oddity. Excuse me. See, there you go, oddity. I'm not even paying attention to the podcast. How am I getting this shit? God damn, man. My memory is poor. Damn it. You know what you need? No, I don't. Meth. Methamphetamine? Will that improve my memory? It. It'll. It might. I have hard confirmation that it won't. Also, I'll start... Wait, ri- ha- wait, hard confirmation? Also, I'll start picking at my skin because of invisible bugs, and then my teeth will fall out. Well, well, then you'll definitely get rid of those invisible bugs. But I don't have any right now. You don't know that. This week, the podcast is sponsored by Meth. Would you like some? Yeah, fine. Go, yeah, whatever. Go see your, go see the guy. Go see the guy. He's waiting. You know, with some. There's actually a police. Got some. There was a police. Um, there was a police thing that was like they put out a tweet that was like, "Hey, if you want to make sure your meth isn't contaminated with coronavirus, bring it in. We'll check it out for you. Free testing every time. <laughs> free every time. Free testing down at the precinct. Every single time. Yeah." Every single fucking time. Yeah. They do that for all sorts of shit. And the trick is that meth heads are like high on meth. Therefore, easy to trick. See, the fucked up part is that there is actual like uh, safe injection site style knowledge being put out there, which is, look, if you're going to do your coke lines, please clean the surface of the table um, before you snort. Make sure that you are not using a communal straw, <laughs> you know, and all the little bits and pieces to uh, be like, hey, this is how you can save yourself from catching the COVID, catching the uh, the Rona. Um, I you don't want to catch meth either. Okay. You're, the colors are flashing very fast on your face, so you're clearly no longer playing the same game. What are you talking about? Are you about? playing 14 still? No, I, I haven't been playing 14 for hours. What are you playing? Nothing. Final Fantasy? No, I'm playing Destiny. Okay. 
I'm like, yeah. I, How could you tell? Because the action colors. Those are not MMO oh my colors. Goodness. There's action. Am I being hit with action flavors? Action colors are hitting your face. All right. Oh, my goodness. I can see them. Just like I always wanted. You wanted action on your face? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of action. On my face. You see that fucking Ghost of Tsushima trailer? I did. I don't know how I feel about that game. Why? Like the the presentation. Not the one that was recreated in dreams. The real thing. No, 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 not that one. The real thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that game because they seem to be just showing off nothing but the uh, story stuff. And I know they had that gameplay reveal a little while ago where they showed off exactly like, okay, here's how it works. But I would have expected a... You know how most game companies will do like the deep dive and they'll have the character be like, hey, can you, hey, this is how you'll be exploring the world of Ghost of Tsushima. This is how combat works. You know, like the way Rockstar did their shit. Yeah, the the one hour walkthrough. I kind of expected that to have happened by now. When's that game coming out? Is that June? Um, It's actually going to be June 26th. Okay. So... Yes. Okay. The Mongols are bad. We got to get them. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who played the infamous games and liked them, uh, those games are about shooting, right? Mm-hmm. So I would like a little bit more. I need, so- I need a little extra. So this is going to be about combat and set pieces. Um, yeah. The combat will certainly not be on the level of Sekiro. But um, there's that sort of repost system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that, like, the strength is going to be in the cinematography, you know? I can definitely get that vibe from it. I think it looks cool, man. I'm, 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 con- it does look cool. I'm just a little, like, reticent. I'm content. It's, it's, I'm can, I'm can, like like looking at it. The one thing I will say is when they did those those cutscenes, some of those cutscene faces looked wonky. Um, especially I remember going back to the other trailer, the older trailer the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks a little rawer than I remember." But I'm the the way I'm looking at this is it's being made by a team that is like their strengths are not in like doing what FromSoft does, for example. No, you know? no, no, hell no, God. Their strengths are in the the fucking like directing a moment of gameplay and making it feel majestic and awesome and you know high stakes and all that and uh i don't i I feel like i don't know i I felt there it was mainly the open world traversal stuff that they had going on the infamous series like the story in those games is pretty terrible all things considered i guess going off of everything we've seen so far i'm seeing Tons of uh, moments of like, you know, check out the Kurosawa moment right here, you know? And yeah, huge big weeaboos for sure. And if they deliver on that, then um, I'm excited for it. I would very much like that game to be good. It's the opposite of Neo in my mind, where Neo's story is essentially nothing and, and is total trash. But its gameplay complexity is pure and deep. And it's also really clear. Like you, hey, what's Neo? It's Souls, but it's more complicated movement and stamina mechanics. Yeah, got it. 
right? Yeah. Whereas, uh, but well, what's the story? And somebody was go, who cares? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Right here, it's like the story is is what matters, and the combat is is so far we haven't seen the full breakdown of it, but it seems like it's mm-hmm. going to be much more surface. I would like it to just like. I don't know. There's this weird, just good enough that I'm 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 hoping for, if that makes any sense. I agree. I agree. That's that's but that's that's what has me like, you know, looking forward to it. Is that like I'm like if the combat is not trash, if it's just simple but fine, you know, um, you know what, you know what, what? about simple and clean? Okay, so I have a clear definition in my head for like simple but fine combat. Mm-hmm. I would say um, Hellblade. Yeah, I'd say so. Hellblade to me is simple but fine. There is a single layer to it. You introduce new enemies that can do things, but for the most part, you've got your full move set there, and you can simply do. Uh, you can do combo. You can dodge. You can block. You can roll and parry, and you just—it's a basic. Like if you see this coming. Do that, mm-hmm. you know, little bit of um, like I think Batman is like a just as good of an example. Like the Batman combat isn't like deep, but it does feel good to do, even though it's essentially hit button and then hit different button. It is bat is Arkham not like an evolved like uh, Assassin's Creed combat system? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you're the, it's an Assassin's the, Creed combat system that just feels good instead of not shit. So just lean but tilt stick towards crowd. And press the beat up and then wait for counter yeah. opportunity. Beat you up. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, I'd say Hellblade is more than that. Hellblade uh, requires you to actually pay attention to the group and not get surrounded and, you know. But when we did the quick look at Hellblade, you were the one playing it, right? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. Because I can't remember how it plays. Okay. Well, I've been. And that would explain that. I've played it recently. And I can, I can say that, like, to me, like that's that's exactly what I would hope for and expect of like a game that's going for a cinematic thing and they're like, looks combat is not our strength, but we just want this to be functional. If you fucking fire on all cylinders and you manage to come up with an amazing combat system, then God bless, you know, I'll I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll support that shit for for sure. But that'd be appreciated for sure. But um, you know, Scalblade being a game that is also pretty much all about the story, all about the narrative, and all about the you know the. Uh, the character momentum um when it does come down to the moments of combat you're like yeah there's nothing wrong with this it's fine it just doesn't get much more complex than you know the first three types of enemies you see and then eventually bosses with twists here and there you know yeah like we've obviously been spoiled by character action uh particularly like dmc5 that came out uh one year and one day ago today i think um and there's a there's a nice medium state for games to have combat depth. I just I just haven't seen any from that game yet. I want I very much would like mm. that game to be good because it looks incredible. We saw some like we saw some basic crowd play block block slash. We saw the um mm-hmm. I don't even know what you want to want to call it. Isen maybe. I'll call it an Isen. You know, oh, man. where like the guy goes to swing at you and he just fucking like he unsheaths and kills in one, you know, was that Ijitsu? 
Uh, you you can't. Oh, I mean, I I it's if you're holding the sword, you're in the Iato stance. But uh, either way, it's yeah. the, it's the listen to this weeaboo shit we're we're hitting. He's he does he does a fucking lightning blade, you know, um or whatever you want to call it in uh, in um Onimusha. In Onimusha, it's called Anisa. Issa, okay, so there you go. In Samurai yeah. Showdown, it's I called Anisa as well. He, Oh, is it? Yeah, they literally have. It's the same thing. It's like you slash, move forward, I, very quickly. I was confused that you were using that term and then asked me what it was called in Onomusha. Because, like, did did Wooly play Onomusha and then forget in that in that ten seconds? I I, I played yeah. I played uh, uh, Soki in uh, in Tatsunoko. God damn it! But then, God damn but it! And also, uh, the system is in there, and the system is in Samurai Shodown as well. But yes, um, it's an Isen. So that is uh, that is what you kind of see, and I'm like, that's cool. But yeah, I'll, I'll wait for more. You know, plus there's some like stealth in and some boss fighting and whatever. But anyway, Ghost of Tsushima, Sushi, Sushi, Ghost of Sushi. Dude, you can't you can't kill people in the back. That's not honorable. I don't care about honor, man. Hey. That's 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 what I got out of that trailer. I don't know if you know a lot about Japanese culture. Yeah. But I do. I've been Oh, uh, you do? Studying it for years. Yeah. Shame and honor uh-huh. are huge parts of it. Uh-huh. Who shot themselves in the foot? The whole joke's going to revolve around whether or not you can come up with somebody good to shoot themselves in the foot. The the ghost of the ghost <laughs> shot himself in the foot. The ghost of Tsushima shot himself in the foot. Now, was it wasn't it Final Fantasy? It was Final Fantasy thirteen. It was FF thirteen, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Square Enix is done. They need to take it FF thirteen off the Xbox three hundred and sixty and apologize. Little did that person know they should have been apologizing to Xbox three hundred and sixty owners. Um. Yeah. Little did they know. So that's gonna drop pretty soon. Um, things dropping. You already hit into that a little bit earlier, but Black Mesa is fucking out. It's finally fucking done. Fifteen. Fine. God damn it. Fifteen. So correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they get? I remember when I first heard about this, and I was like, "Oh, that's a cool idea. I like that." Then isn't this like a sanctioned fan remake? It is absolutely in officially sanctioned. Yeah, because they're selling it for money. As, as as far as most people are concerned, it might as well replace uh, Half Life One. Sick, especially since the new Zen levels are not complete garbage, um, which the originals were. What's a Zen so level? So fucking sick. Oh, the the final four levels of the game took place on an alien planet called Zen. Oh, okay. And they're fucking terrible. Oh. They're absolute garbage. Okay. Um, it's why uh, Black Mesa made a big deal out of uh, the last update they put out. The last big update was before 1.0. Uh, but they said, the game's basically done. And it was the game up until you went through the portal to Zen. Okay. Uh, and because so many people, when they replay the game, would get to Zen and then just quit and go, good, I beat it. <laughs> That's that was this big push of like, hey, look, you gotta fix it. It's it might as well be done. Okay. 
But then they because that shit sucks. I like a good fix. That's good. That's good. Also looks great. I loaded it up to fuck around with it, and it and it man, that Source engine is fucking goofballs, man. Like there's so much weird, stupid shit about it. Like when you change your resolution, the game crashes for about ten seconds. And they, and you hear the sound just loop and go. It's like okay, fine, just okay. There, did it crash or did the resolution? Oh, it took. Good, yay, great, fantastic. It'll be, it'll be interesting to live in a world where all the long-term forever projects eventually are out because. FF7 remake we just got hands on with it and Black Mesa just yeah. dropped. And there's there's an element left? of I remember there's an element of like for RE2 and RE3 and um FF7 where you're like I don't believe this thing is real until it's out. Mm-hmm. I'm playing it and mm-hmm. I don't believe it's real. Right? And now like how many of those are left? Oh Half-Life 3. Okay, well we're never going to get that. Yeah. Um Go so, song sick star citizen oh christ <laughs> okay well star citizen's not gonna come out either yeah um go song still hasn't come <laughs> out uh uh, uh, uh what call it um metroid prime 4 yeah for sure bayonetta Bayo 3 3 uh, Bayo 3 yeah do you see that uh, i don't know if it counts as big enough for a news story but that fucking quote of like we understand people are very excited for Bayo 3 and there has been little news. Mm-hmm. Um, but we promise development is completely fine and nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Sure. And all I can think of is like, oh man, everything is burning down and something is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like anyway, stuff, stuff. There's two ways to take that. Game is in development. If it was a good, if it was in a good place, they'd probably have something to show. That game must be on fire. Kingdom Hearts three came out. That game was on fire for years. No more heroes three is happening. That's true. That's true. It's it's we're getting around to all of the cleanup, like the backloggery that is the entire industry is being the dream backlog. It's being flushed out, and I feel like uh, there's there's fewer. There's fewer forever games on the shelf, still are, are on the back burners, co- still cooking, than there ever were. You know, mm-hmm. Last Guardian came out. It's super did. Yeah, man. I didn't even beat it. I just, I did you beat it? No. We spent our formative years, you know, getting attached to a bunch of games, and then we spent our teen years and then twenties sort of falling in love with and waiting for other games to come back and stuff. And then there was just a period of like, I feel like my entire twenties was just remake the thing, you know? And then they did, they did it. It took took a decade, but they did do it. So black, I went through a a much dumber version of that, which was three. Oh my God. Uh, I went through a a much stupider version of that, which was uh, remake the thing. But the thing was Resident Evil. Yeah. And then they did. And then they did it again. And then the answer then became, now do the now other one. do ones. the other one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, well, we did one. We might do two. I don't know. 
Yeah. And it's like, do two. I, I, two I quoted it already, out. but it's just like Warren Ellis, you know. It's been 84 years. When's Castlevania 3? It's here now. When's 4, though? <laughs> when is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it. That's, Where'd it go? I think there's only been one time that that has ever been delivered on. And I will pat my own back in, in having... Mecha Week 2 immediately following Mecha Week 1. Whereas, like, that was a good week. Next day, fucking back in. Let's go. That was a hype drop. That was a hype drop. When is now? It's now. Don't ask. It's now. It just happened. <laughs> I think I think the best one of that was Twin Peaks, where it was, like, 25 years later. Oh, my God, we're going to have it. And then you watch it, and you're like, I don't think I needed Twin Peaks Season 4, because I don't think... I don't know how I feel what? about what happened. Yeah. Lynch, you've changed. No, he hasn't. How about that version that of it is- then? The remake comes out and or the sequel comes out and then it kills your desire for more. Is that not a... So it didn't not kill that, is- my desire for more. I was just like sated and exhausted by Twin Peaks Season 3. Like... That is an exhausting watch. Speaking of, you watch that. Uh, you watch that indie movie that was him uh, arguing with a monkey. I did not. There's a Netflix movie. Hold on, let me pull it up. That David Lynch put out. Let's see, David Lynch, monkey, Netflix. What did Jack do? It's called What Did Jack Do. <sighs> It's uh, like 20 minutes long. When did that come out? It's a movie. What year is uh, that? Recently, recently, like a couple months ago. It's fresh. All All right. right. Uh, It's called What Did Jack Do? And it's a movie where uh, David Lynch sits across from a monkey that's been animated to have a human mouth. And uh, David Lynch asks him a series of random questions for 14 minutes. And I believe the actor, who would then be dubbed over the monkey, tries to make the story fit with the nonsense that David Lynch is sending at him. And it's in a fake room and it's in black and white. I've seen enough Lynch. I'm good. I'm kind of sated, as you said. Exactly. I saw some old of some of his old movies and I saw the PlayStation commercial and I went, thank you. I'm good. That PlayStation commercial is a trip. So doesn't make me want to play video games, though. Um, so speaking of exhausting, Dead or Alive Six is back in the news. Oh man, this one's sick! Back in the news for good reasons. <sighs> you know, when when DOA does something and everyone gets mad and then goes, "Guys, what the fuck are you doing?" and they go, "We're sorry," right? We're sorry. And then you wait a while, and then you forget about everything, and then they do it again. And then they do it again. We're sorry. Are you? We're sorry that you found out that we see you as whales. and These weebs, they're just so easy. And we tried to fetch the blubber while you were still alive. We're trying to trim the blubber off of you. And send you back into the ocean so that you will regrow more blubber. 
for us to trim. And tell the other tell the other blubbos that there's a good blubber shaving service over here. They're trying to to feast on the blubber without killing the whale. DOA 6 has implemented a system where you can change the character's hair colors, but in order to do so... Oh, that's cool. A lot of car- a lot of video games have that. You must purchase real with real money hair real dyes. Real money? Oh, okay. And when you dye the hair... What is that, like 10 cents? When you dye the hair... How much does it fucking cost? It costs a dollar. There you go. And when you dye the hair, um, it is a it is a dye job that is now not an option for you to switch between, but a per. No, you dyed that character's you hair. Locked That's it in, and if you want to change it back, you must spend another dollar every time you want every to time. change the option of the care color. You must spend money on hair dye. It is like. Like, fuck you, you're not looking at human beings. You're looking at meat. You're scraping the blubber. You're just... So... Uh. So what I imagine is they have their, their annual DLC fuck em all meeting. And then Shinji stood up and went, What if we charge him a dollar to permanently change the girl's hairs? And... You know, Yosuke said, I don't know, man, that seems too crazy. Yeah, crazy. And then they That'll went never work. Every single other person's ideas, and they all worked. And they went, All right, Shinji, it's time for your hair job idea. Oh, boy. I think we should. I don't know what voice is it. I think we should have it cost a dollar. Oh, man, that seems crazy, dude. But you know what? We're going to give you your shot. Oh, yeah. Big promotions. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm doing a Mickey Mouse voice. That's what you I'm are doing. doing the Mickey Mouse voice. Here's the thing, and um, Mickey Mouse can go to hell. It's and it's just, it's just such a fucking annoying thing. For every time this comes up, we talked about like the the, the DLC costs being like the most insane and the most expensive of any fucking video game. Um, and you know, it just keeps coming back in this way. And it's like now that the gameplay has been improved to be good. Now you are in the realm of the games that people are like, I like playing this game. It is a fun fighter. But can you not be a piece of shit for five seconds? No. Um, so the... I said no. So here's a fucking... Here's the detail, right? Here's a fun little bit. When you save options and other, whenever you make purchases in the DOA fucking whatever in DOA six, they're all they're all server side with your saved with your account, right? So, mm-hmm. um, whatever you buy or whatever, it's like if you fucking you know delete your save data, wipe your console, whatever, it's 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 on your account. It's fine. You regain those purchases. Hair dye is not associated with any server side updates or saves there okay, is so no way to regain it once you purchase it it is a single serving item which does mm-hmm. not give you uh your custom hair back if you delete your save so that oh. that consumable was done and done was was very consumable it was consumed in fact. so if you purchased a hair dye and you dyed the hair color and then 
you you lost you lost your save and you restarted it, that hair purchase is gone. Well, don't lose your save then, P- Piggy. Don't do it. So when presented with that, um, Team Ninja was like, "No, that's not a bug. It's working as designed." We we meant it. We meant for people to lose it so that they had to buy more girl hair. How weird girl. and frustrating is it that we can literally praise Neo and Neo Two for being the most generous, customer friendly? Oh yeah, it's laughable quality of life experience in video games right now. Like it is Neo is such a feedback driven game. It's unbelievable how much they care and how much they give but the team working on doa from the same fucking it's it's just it's it's because it's not the same development team it's crazy it's crazy that they're both they might be in the same yeah, building it's team ninja but, I'm sure but it's the, not yeah clearly you know i'm sure they spit on each other as they pass here's the other know, problem the, is that halls. doa has built up a um an audience and a market expectation of all these microtransactions being maximum scum every time because they're like, oh, yeah. you know, we want to give me the scum. We want to um, fucking, we want to bilk the, 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 the waifu collectors, you know, they'll bilk the weebs. Um, Those weebs were born to be built. Yes, they were. And, and, and it's, it's, <laughs> And it's just like you literally have people in the same building, maybe on a floor beneath you, that are like being praised for how much they're doing with the game and oh, quality man, of life. Oh man, you really scummed them out, man! Oh, I can taste the pond scum off your desk. Oh, dude, so good. Yeah, what the hell? It's weird. It's fu- It's just what? fucking weird in the same breath, you know. Anyway, they apologized. They s- but big anime titties, said somebody in the chat. You're right. You're right, but big anime titties. What are you going to do? They can't be stopped, Wooly. Every time you try and argue against the big anime titties, somebody goes, but big anime titties, though. And, that, and that's that. Maybe we need to find that, that producer... And, 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 and rub some softening gel on them so that they will soften their hearts. Is that bad for your heart? If you soften the heart, then maybe they won't be as greedy. And maybe they'll... Or maybe they'll live longer and can bilk people harder. Maybe. <laughs> if, you, if you use the softening gel, then the yeah. core values will be exposed. Don't expose my core values. Don't do it, man. Okay, well, anyway, um that's what's happening over there. <laughs> why you didn't why you didn't like my core values voice? Shit sucks, dog. Am I not allowed to go to Evo now? Damn it. Well, you're not allowed to go to Combat League cuz MK11 tournament plans were altered at the last second so that the audience could not spectate even though they had live tickets but the players were allowed in to just play because of coronavirus fears so did they get refunds there were refunds for 
the audience, people that bought tickets. Um, did they refund people's travel expenses? I'm pretty sure they did not. Yeah, see, that's always the thing. It's like yeah. the ticket is always, you yeah. know, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, shit sucks. So I believe uh, one Kenny unruly got stra- got stuck out there for that. I think um, I want to say I think I saw Ultra David as well getting off the plane right as the news hit. So and being like, shit, it is a fucking bummer. But that's what's going E3, down. Uh, is, is E3 part of the story? E3, well, look, slightly... so shout outs to isitcanceledyet.com, which is just oh, that's a, good one. a list of things happening and whether or not they're canceled. Uh, and if they're not, then they sure are on their way to being canceled. So there's the status of yes, no, and uh-oh. Uh, so I think this is a great topic to bring up on our first remote podcast. Yeah. It is. I think it's fairly appropriate. It is. It is. Which is why I'm also going to bring up the fact that, um, you know how we were talking about Sonic uh, not having anything to reveal in the year that the movie came out? Whoa. Hey. That's right. Whoops. Uh, well, it turns out that apparently they did have something planned for South by Southwest. Ah. But South by Southwest is fucking canceled. You cancel that shit. So now they have to plan an impromptu event for April to announce something, and that's what they said on Twitter. So, dude, this sucks. Expect a new Sonic game next month, and expect. Listen, it was all fun and games when this, you know, global pandemic was, you know, killing people in countries that I've never visited. But my video games, god damn it! He says as he plays video games on the podcast. That's correct. It's a, I can, it's a it's a form of satire, I think. I can see that you, Is that what the kids call it now? I can see that you really, really do hate the current state of affairs. It's terrible. What a what a shame. Ooh, I got an exotic. Anyway. Yeah, so shit's getting cancelled. E three is basically gonna be dead this year. Uh nobody likes E three anymore. E3 smells, and also it's going to get canceled for sure. You know how when someone, you know how, you know how, um, you said, like, just be worse in the video game? Mm-hmm. I can tell where your hard drive functions are distributing their power, and I can hear uh-huh. the absolute absent-mindedness, and I feel like a wife at the end of the day describing her day. And I can, Oh, yeah. yeah. That's nice, honey. Yeah. I can I can That's really I can nice, hear honey. the surface level engagement you're having and I don't like Oh, jokes on you, Wooly. This is always the level of engagement I have with any activity. I don't like it. You remember that you remember that podcast where I had an early copy of Monster Hunter and I played it during the podcast and you were super mad? I don't remember that. Okay, I do. It was really funny to me. It was extremely humorous. Well, I was playing it on my 3DS. Even though things got canceled, uh, what they did manage to do is announce Spawn. See that shit? Yeah, I did. I don't know. I I, ne- I don't have any emotional attachment to Spawn. He finally has a cape. He finally oh, has yeah, a cape. He didn't have one in Soul Calibur. Nope. Huh? It was always... It was always a huge missing fucking element element uh, 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 that 
you know, we were always like, motherfucker, it's a defining character trait. It's such an important part. Yeah. It's one of his weapons, and it's the reason why we draw him. But it's also super like, hard to animate. Intention, uh, uh, intensive. So the cape's there, and it's actually a part of the thing because yay, right? So it's in there. He's got the chains. He's got the weapons. You know what else he's got? What's Keith that? Keith fucking David. Yeah. I was shocked because I love Keith David. But I was like, oh, they'll never get Keith Keith David. fucking David, bro. Scorpion. I love Keith David. Together we can claim, we can cleanse the ten That's hells. an incredible Keith David. I'm so glad that my surface level attention span was able to pick up <laughs> your incredibly, incredible <laughs> Keith David impression. Truly, I'm the one phoning it in today. He um, he does all the stuff, and it was it was like, yay, Spawn! I know you said you don't have an attachment to Spawn. I don't. I I mean, I saw him occasionally on comic books around, uh, and I saw half of the movie, uh, which reintroduced uh, me again to how much I hate John Leguizamo. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Well, um, yay for cool character being done cool and all that jazz. I didn't see the four numbers, so I know that's been years, but it's like it's still I'm still it's one of my favorite things, even though it's like only the beginning of the fucking character from years ago. I like the idea of the the power level limit on the guy. I think that's rad, but oh well. He's definitely a perfect fit for Mortal Kombat. But what 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 are the four numbers? What is he this? has? So when when Spawn first came out, he the first thing uh, you saw was like the spread with the character and the page, and then yeah. the title, uh, and then the um, the top corner of the panel had nine 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 nine, and that was literally the amount of hell magic he had. And every time he uses his abilities, a little bit goes down. Oh no. So it was actually a power number. You would see how much he had left, how much juice, how much MP he had in every comic. Now, was this like was this like an ongoing series yes. thing like he was running down? Yes. It was. Oh man. So and if you do something big and crazy, it ticks over a big digit and not a small one. It was such a f- cool fucking concept from a so comic book character. So what happens when he hits zero? I'm pretty sure... Sh- eventually, the, the series lasted long enough that they found a way in the story to make it go away. You know? And he had unlimited power. But the oh, call-out... Well, that's not fun. Yeah. It, it was successful, right? But the call-out, the balls on Todd McFarlane in that original setup to go, this character has meter and you're going to trace the number across the series and it starts at 9999 and slowly goes down that was super Man, that's cool. cool isn't it i like that yeah that's what i'm saying so i'm like it went away really uh you know it went away early on right it went away years ago but i really just wish to see that i could see that come back in gameplay form Be- you know that reminds me of it reminds me of um oh god it was a manga that you were talking about, and it was the guy had a gun that he would dial. Blame, Is it blam? blame, blame. Yeah, yeah. Kill it's just like I'm gonna dial this gun up to two. Yep. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! Fucker went to five. There goes his arm. <laughs> just running around the Dyson sphere. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was it was blame blame is is hot with that. Don't make the number go up. Never. Don't make it go up. Number go up bad in blame. Blam, blam, blam. Blame. It's supposed to be blam, Whatever. but it, it, it bl- he, he couldn't spell it. He didn't know. Oh, those goddamn Japanese puns. No, it was just a complete misspelling. Oh. Her name is Earth. Are you talking about Terra, Tina, or Aerith? Uh, There's multiple characters so, that that could apply to. So I think that's a hot mechanic that would make Spawn really unique and fun. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, I, I, I wish more people remembered it. So that's a f- yay, right? So boo with the the fucking Verona. Uh, boo to the ongoing uh, plague of our time. Boo to the Rona. Yay to Spawn. Yeah. Yay. I don't think those quite even each other out, but all Just right. Mortal Kombat being the line of thought. Oh, okay. With Mortal Ah, okay. I see. I see how you're getting there. But now I thought you were just saying. I thought you were saying like, well, coronavirus is bad, but hey, at least we have Spawn and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and I was like, that seems a little like, no. The event setting down, right? But now we swerve it back. Right now we jump back onto the other rail because we got to talk about the moment where Mick Gordon revealed oh. that he offered to make the music in Mortal Kombat 11, and the guy in charge said, eh, not really a fan. Not really a not fan. Not really a fan. One of the gods of current video game OSTs was like, hey, that's got my attention. Would you like me to eh? Nah, man. Un- I don't really care. Believable. And this is the type of story. I, this is I can believe it. This is Michael Jordan at the Hall of Fame induction calling out his high school coach for not letting him oh, in. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? This is one of yeah. those like, oh the botch. Oh the giga botch. Oh the turbo fail. 21 Savage hey, Music Hey, man, Mortal stops. Kombat's cool. Can I Mortal Kombat with you? No. Omega Fumbles. Turbo Flubs. Omni... Just... I f- just... It is... I feel really bad for the person who does do the music for Mortal Kombat, because he's kind of getting low-key shit yeah, on this. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when it comes out that someone incredible... Wanted to make the music in your game, and you told him no. Told him I can't. No. I'm. Sh- I'm so. I'm like, fuck. Do you know the fucking the how many companies would bend backwards for Mick to be like, hey, I like this concept. You know what this game needs? A choir of metal singers. Let me invent a new genre of music for your game. That's never been done before. Nah. Nah. Nah, I don't feel like it. So anyway. Oh. That was... That was a fucking wild ride of a story for him to just be like, yeah, I, I don't know. They just didn't, you know? They just didn't seem all that interested. 
Oh, well. Michael Jordan at the All-Star induction, man. I'll never forget when the coach cut me from the team. It's like, Michael, you're the greatest. You're you're standing. You're, oh, he got cut from the I, team? I, I, like, he's like, you didn't pick me and he rejected. Whatever he did, right? That's wild. But the guy was in the audience. He was there. He called. He yeah. invited the people he was mad at from back in the day so that he could fucking <sighs> call them out at his own Hall of Fame induction as the GOAT. And he's like... Like the drive that makes you the greatest is also the also turns you into an insufferable completely asshole. completely unreasonable. <laughs> like years later from the fucking throne, you summon people- up this high school coach from the depths and hand him a seat and put him on the chair and put the spotlight on him as you decide it is now time to air the grievances that I have held with me for my entire career and let you know how badly you fucked up. Unbelievable. Only Mike. It's crazy. It's I don't... Do you think it's that coach's fault that Mike turned out to be such a piece of it's shit? It's a part of the thing that made him the greatest. But here's what I'm saying. You thought you were a spiteful son of a bitch. I don't know. You do, I'm mainly spiteful in my mind palace. You do not contain an ounce of the amount of spite it takes to become the greatest and go back to your fucking high school coach and be like, fuck you, bro, in front of the world. I don't know, man. You don't have Best that. revenge is living well. Say it again? Isn't that what everybody always said? The best revenge is living well. Actually, what I say is success is the best revenge. Living well is... That's what you say? Yeah. Mm, that's not what I say. Success is the best revenge. Living well is is par. You're hitting par. No. No, it's living well, not success. Success is par. Because you can be successful but not live well, and that makes you just as much of a piece of shit as them. To me, it's... You don't what have do you to define just as living be, well? Being a good person, all that stuff. Okay. Doing your best by your fellow person. Okay. Uh, to me, those words sound so like... So if you were bullied, for example, as a kid, you don't bully others. No bully. Yeah, Okay. To me, this to me the words "living well." It sounded like you were simply describing just like doing okay. No, 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 no. You you can totally get one over on your tormentors. Like it's a, I, I took that whatever. phrasing to mean, yeah, I'm doing okay. I derive enormous pleasure from being like objectively a better person than people that I hated in the past. It's a form of like smug revenge where you don't have to do anything. You just have to be smug. Smugness is great. The thought process here being that, um, well, it's 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 interesting that I am the best person in the world. Yes, you nailed it. Congrats. It's interesting because it's all the, um, it's all of the the the, all of the morals of the story. Mm-hmm. Without any of the humility. Oh, absolutely. So, in fact, it's it's like anti-humility. Yeah, it is. 
Like I ran into a, a guy who was addicted to me in high school, and he was like high on meth or something, and he was begging for money, and I was like, and I was like, yeah. But now I have to question whether that or is not what he happened. was actually high on meth and begging for money, or whether you just saw him and he was just crossing the street normally, <laughs> and your brain. No, he came up to me and talked to me and was like, "Hey, man, I knew you in high school. Can I have some money?" And I was like, "Ha ha, no. Okay, get away from so me, urchin." You didn't filter that. That happened. Hell no. No, that was that was real. That was a real thing that happened. Okay. Did he get the Rona? No, this is like a lot. This is a long, long time, time ago. ago. Okay. This is like six, seven years ago. Okay. See, but what happens if you see the asshole and they are living well? Well, then they've changed their ways and they've become a better person. I guess it all worked out in the end. They must have changed their ways in order to get there, is the assumption. No, it's not. Wooly, you're, you're conf- you keep. Success has nothing to do with it. If I ran into like an old being school good, bully. Being good, being good, being good. Yeah, it's about being, being good, good. Being good. Sorry, living well. Li- the smugness can't come from success. That's the temporary specific. Your the specific wording of you. living well sounds like not. It doesn't. It, sorry, it just it doesn't nail it in the in the way. So I keep thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, right. So if I ran into like an old school bully and he was like, "Yeah, I spend four days a week uh, feeding the homeless and I'm a social worker," right? You'd be like, "Okay, time to let that grudge die," because. I'm not doing that. So good for them. Right? Unless you are Michael Jordan, in which case Unless you would spend the Michael rest Jordan. of your life donating so much to the homeless that you crush that asshole in donations and in time and service. Hey, listen, you know what the homeless don't care about? Why you're helping them And out. then you do so much that when you are inducted into the Homeless Helping Hall of Fame, you bring out that asshole and go, you only helped like four people this week. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Remember when you cut me from the team of the helping the homeless people? <laughs> And then you and then and then you I make him feel them bad. All. I saved them all because fuck and you. And then you make him feel bad. That's the only reason why you saved them. And vengeance. You did some good. You did it. You 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 took your revenge out in the most constructive way possible. Right. Philanthropy. Revengeance. I'm gonna plant a, a, a ten million trees and help save the environment because a teacher. Once got mad at me for eating a hamburger. And fuck that bitch. Okay, well, thanks for the trees. The hero of spite. So it's, yeah. It's, it's a strong... It is a strong motivator. So anyway... um, That was happening with... That... Apparently, breaking news is that Reggie Phil's IMA, or however you pronounce it, Fizame, come Fizeme. on, Reggie Fizame is now a GameStop man. Oh, really? Yep. Really? Reggie, stop. Huh? He's gonna save it. He's gonna well, save it. If he does, that'd be kind of crazy. He's gonna. He's gonna. 
He's going to push the Funko Pops from the front row to outside the front door so that you see it on the way in. He's going to take the games from the back shelf and put them in the back door and under the counter so that you will only be able to purchase games if you ask for them. I don't know what can be done to save GameStop. The answer is nothing. I like Reggie. I do not have faith in Reggie's ability to save GameStop. I do have faith that his paycheck is fucking hot. Hey, listen, I turned Nintendo around or some shit, right? Yeah, okay. Is that true? Yeah, it's totally true, bro. <laughs> they were going to change the logo. It's like, and then I told them not to change the I logo. I was like... And that paved the way. Billion dollars. <laughs> that paved billion the way. Billion dollars right there. Yeah, it's like the first part of this sentence is perfectly reasonable. The second part, I don't know. Reggie says... I saw somebody ask, is Reggie scamming uh, GameStop? Yeah. Totally. Squeeze money out of that brick and mortar before it gets knocked down? 100%. The gaming industry needs There's a probably healthy some blood in those and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop Corp board and helping to make this happen. Reginald Fizame joins GameStop. Along the board of directors... Yeah, that shit is going to die real soon. And enhances corporate governance to drive ongoing business transformation. Oh, I love these. I love these. I hate the way oh, this shit sounds. Yeah, just... I hate it. That fake government language shit. Yep. Three new board members appointed will be effective on April 20th. I also announced a number of corporate governance enhancements implementing new guidelines for board tenure. Committee refreshment effective immediately. Um, yeah, man. Reggie's getting in. He's getting He's getting the cash. He's going to kick ass. He's going to take names. He's going to cash checks. He's going to get that golden parachute. And he's going to bounce. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be really real. Uh, when I saw people in the chat going, oh my god, Reggie at GameStop, I thought they were talking about Reggie doing something at a GameStop. Like your Reggie. Oh god. The fuck? And I'm like, what the hell could Reggie be doing at a GameStop that would be so dramatic? Yeah. The people in the chat would be talking about it. Nothing that you would need to be worried about, I'm certain. He's a he's a lawful good boy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like... <laughs> Reggie is... Maybe he's giving out spite steaks to the homeless. Maybe he's... A steak's worthless to a homeless. Maybe he's kicking over Funko Pops. Who knows? You know, could you imagine like some good-natured person, like going somewhere and like here's your here's your steak, homeless man. Go ahead and cook it at home. You can cook it on a fucking on a dumpster fire. I guess you, you can, can cook it with a lighter and a lot of time. You get that dumpster flavor. You know, you can cook it on an oil drum. Motherfuckers acting like you can't find fire. Yeah, you're all well, you would know. Mr. Amateur Pyro. Anyway, a couple announcements. Um speaking of freeing things off of their previous shackled consoles, Prinny one and two are coming out reloaded on for the Switch. So those are those games are good. Did you play them? 
Yep. They're PSPs. I played the first They're one. PSP exclusives, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. the Disgaea spinoff printy games were uh, PSP exclusives. Yep. They're better than some of the Disgaea games, if I remember correctly. Really? But they're aren't they? Aren't, yeah. But they're like fucking. Aren't they like platformers? Yep. This guy is like an RPG. Yep. Okay. It, and boy, is it. Okay. It's like an RPG for people who hate being able to play games. Um. Do you think those pretty, pretty dude memes are dated? Uh. No. I think they uh they're they're just fine. Is it because they were lame when they came out? Like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the Ninja. Wait, what? The Ninja Turtles saying tubular and cowabunga years later. Oh yeah, that was also lame when it came. And it was out. like, uh-huh. I mean, that shit's you gotta you gotta stop that. No, I don't want to stop that. Said a Ninja Turtle. Pretty one and two exploded and reloaded. Announced for the Switch. Exploded. And reloaded. Okay, that's pretty funny. Because pennies explode when you throw them. Better than the than Disgaea, you said. Better than Disgaea too, definitely. Wow. Wait, how did you feel about the item world? Indifferent. Okay. You don't care about there being a a world of inf- I do infinite not. grinding. I do okay. not. That shit feels pointless. It feels there just to have it. Feels there for people like Min. If you need, <sighs> if you need to min max everything, and you've got a lot of time, and then I believe that's upsetting. I believe the way it was described to me was on the way through the item world. As you level up the item, you will find a better item. <laughs> yeah that's right that's when my brain shattered was like I got a really cool sword I can max it out if I enter it and clear its dungeons out and then halfway through the dungeons you find a better sword better start over it's like Fuck come on man you that's insane no one's got time for this that's so insane I, I just doesn't that make you excited to go back into the dungeon there could be an even better item an even better, better that, item. That, that, that description just exhausted me upon hearing it. But yes, if you are, if you are like addicted to number going up, then that shit right to your veins. Like some people are. I wouldn't know them though. Then right to your veins. Surprised you're not all about it. Is it because of the time uh, wasted? Nah, man. Uh, it's uh, the the amount. So for me, grinding is a barrier to completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take Destiny for example, right? Uh, my favorite thing in Destiny is to get all of the items. So get all of the exotics, for example, right? They'll bring out a new season. Oh, they'll add a couple exotics. Uh, cool. With a few more checks to, to 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 a few more boxes to check, right? With Disgaea, everything's infinite. And goes infinitely. So there's no way to sit back and go, I completed it, unless you want to ruin your life. And the thing you need, which is the day one optimized Excel sheet, doesn't exist. It's just grind it until it's the best. Until it's good enough. Because you could steamroll if you stopped now. But if you kept going, you would steamroll even easier. And that just scales more or less infinitely. Yeah. So if you hit level flurf 
then oh no, you one hit kill every enemy in the game. But if you hit level blurf, not only will you you can kill multiple enemies in one hit. No, you will still kill every, one one hit kill everything, but it'll be a bigger uh -huh. number. <gasps> bigger. Big. Nothing has enough life to withstand it, but now the number is even bigger. Yeah, I like completion. I don't like number. Like it's number go up is a factor of completionism, right? Honestly, right. So, like the number go up in like an MMO is like, hey, my gear score is the maximum it can be for this expansion. Yeah, but also in MMOs, you're playing alongside other people, so there's always going to be like a nature of like, you know, yeah, someone which is else why when you go totally solo for Skya. Yeah, you can go bananas. Like it, 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 uh, it automatically changes the degree of like how worth it it is to do once there's another human being in the game space with you that is also willing to go that hard and high. Yeah, and you can be like, "Hey, I'll fucking get you, you spiteful bitch. I'll, I'll, you're the spiteful one, because your number's higher than mine. How dare you!" One last thing going down is um, pretty fucking uh, out of nowhere. The announcement for puzzle, a puzzle adventure game from Yacht Club, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's basically like Shovel Knight cross your puzzle fighter type situation. Um, fuck it. Why not? Shovel Knight has been doing them great. Uh, not a bad game in the franchise. Everyone's loving it. Wait, this is a franchise. It's now, a franchise. It? Shovel Knight. That's crazy. Shovel Knight, like Shovel of Hope, is what we played. It's the first thing. But like each of those expansions is a whole other thing. All together, they right. they come they come together with the treasure trove, including the smash like uh, uh, showdown. You know. And uh, now they're going into uh, Pocket Dungeon. Meanwhile, Shovel Knight is also in every fucking video game. Well, that's because he's a likable guy. Slash fish. Is he a fish? Is that confirmed? Under the helmet, there's a triple head. But, but is it... Maybe that's just a mask. That's the problem, is I don't know. But it's there, and it's always, always there. Like, they always have it as a thing that is, you're never going to not see it. Whenever he pulls it off, you see the triple mm. head. And I'm like, but is he actually a fish man? Or is it... Dude, I don't know about that. I think that. it's a joke. I don't like fish people. But it's also like it's there. But it's... There's a there's a macabre memoir of mermaids in a fucking... Uh, what do you call it? World of Horror, where a guy's trying to turn uh, high school girls into mermaids. And I'm not down with that. Don't turn don't turn people don't into turn mermaids, anyone into people. a mermaid or man merman it's it it does in fact feature a reverse mermaid that sucks it it's does. also an inferior thing like you'd want to turn a the whole point of the little mermaid was to turn a mermaid into a human yeah you're right why the fuck would you want to go the other way with it it's fish I mean, I'm not the person doing this, man. I don't have answers for you. Go play World of Horror to get your 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 answers to this this question that divides us. Or Shovel Knight. 
Pocket Dungeon. Or you could do that. That's also. Is that PAX East? But but then I mean you're you're playing right into the mermaid agenda. <laughs> supporting Shovel Knight is supporting the mermen. Yeah, that's sure. right. Granted, they do hate the lizard people, so hey, that's something. Um Let's take some letters and I'll leave you to your destiny. Oh, I'm gonna stop playing Destiny the instant this podcast is over. I see. Well, isn't it hurting your feelings <laughs> that I'm doing something else while this I'm doing this podcast? Not if I didn't hear the 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 uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Not if I couldn't hear it. Listen. I can hear it. I'm going to listen back to this podcast later, and I'm going to go check to see how much of that is actually different. I bet it's not nearly as much as you think. I don't know. Do you know Do you know what it's like when it's there? Do I know what it's like when it's there? I mean, yeah, if you do it on purpose. Drives Paige crazy. She'll be talking about some bullshit that I'm like, uh, whatever. Well, you can take a look at the chat and see and what then, they have to say about it. It's pretty strong. It's pretty uh-huh. bad. It's pretty bad. Oh, it's no. Oh, it's right. totally there, Pat. Fair enough. You can totally hear it. It's actually terrible. <laughs> you don't need to listen back. I can give you live confirmation, motherfucker. Oh, no. Just take some emails. Oh, Son no. bitch. I've been foiled in my plan. Instantly, thoroughly, and completely. If you have an email... You could send it in to castlesuperbeastmail at gmail.com. And if it's, uh, if it's good, I'll read it out on the air and I'll attempt to answer it. And, you know, Pat will decide how he feels about what he wants to do. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to Age 2. Age 2? The... The prepper years. Oh, the, yes. Well, welcome to the prepper saga. Castle prepper beasts. I don't think it's that crazy to, like, get some canned food in the house. Of which, prior to this, we had none. But now you have some? We have some. I had a go bag. I still have a go bag. I don't think... You mean a bug out bag? I, I call it that too. Yeah. It's not the worst idea in the world. I don't think... Uh, you know, I'm not going to lean into the bit. You can you can do that. Sure. But... um, You know. It's just... As we cut back each week... When we start to see a progressive hunkering and bunkering... Mm-hmm. Um... You know, when you're no longer actually there, but there's just a hologram talking. I mean, that'd be radical if I could get that working. And the hologram, like, will occasionally have, like, a V-Sync error. Yeah, exactly. It'll have a little, and you'll have the little scan lines going. I would love to be a hologram. All right. So we got mail. This one comes in from Citrus Drink. 
And he says, apologies for being a little late on this, but a few podcasts ago during the weed discussion, you asked, how high can babies get? While I'm not a doctor or anything, I did spend a few years working at a solicitor's that dealt in medical negligence, and one case came in where a baby was given some morphine. Problem was, measuring out how much to give it, they got the decimal point in the wrong place and gave it 10 times more than they'd planned to because they didn't notice right away and the baby couldn't communicate. It was high as fuck and they didn't give it any naloxine, which is apparently what you're supposed to do when someone has too much morphine. So the baby just got to be super high for a while. Don't worry. It sounded like it all worked out, though. The doctor they got to be an expert witness for both the prosecution and the defendant said the baby was fine and there wouldn't be any lasting damage. So it just took it all the morphine like a champ. Sounds like a pretty cool baby. Not saying it's a good idea to give the baby a ton of morphine or anything, but I thought you'd like to know that babies can, in fact, get pretty fucking high. Big fan. I like the I like the little hidden story in there where it's like the prosecution was very interested in how high that baby was. So I have a really possibly insensitive question about this. Who's wasting their morphine on their baby? The baby was prescribed a small amount of morphine and instead got a whole lot of it. And then that baby got to be super cool for a a short minute. (sighs) Oh, I see. What the fuck is a baby getting prescribed morphine for? Didn't say. But it must have been bad. Because morphine, that shit feels real good. Yeah, that... I've, I've yet to partake in morphine. The only, I'd say knowing that the baby's okay, the real downside now is knowing that that baby's life has peaked. And it's all downhill from here. <laughs> because when it cries, it's not because it's hungry. It's not because it's got to pee or poo. It's not because you got to change the diaper or nurse it or cuddle it. Because it wants to get high. Because that baby needs to get fucking lit. (laughs) Is morphine chasing the dragon? It is is all downhill from here. (laughs) You're hearing withdrawal cries. That's what's happening. That's not good. That's not good at all. (laughs) That baby needs to get wet. There's a story to tell once you when you grow up. Yeah, you think that's tough. I took more morphine than that as a baby. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you didn't. And they're like, yes, I did. Look, my parents got arrested. Damn, baby. I didn't know you like to get wet. Baby's like, <laughs> PCP. <laughs> Angel dust. <laughs> Baby's like, ah. Man, Training Day sucks as a movie. <laughs> I fucking hate Training Day. The story's garbage, and I just kind of there are a lot of scenes that don't go anywhere. But every scene where he's saying crazy shit like that, you're like, yeah, Alonzo, baby. It's a weird. It's a Alonzo. weird Alonzo. He is the police. King Kong ain't got nothing on him. And not only is that fucking you're crazy. I love that movie. Not only was that great, not only was it terrifying when Ethan Hawke got left in the house. and Oh, that, that was very and scary. And they discussed the nature of getting one's shit pushed in. 
Yeah. You're, you're free. like, it was a fucking good movie. And then it not only gave us that, and it not only gave us Den- Denzel in his breakout villain role, but it gave us one of the best YouTube rabbit holes you can go down, which is amateur actors taping themselves on their phones doing oh, thank you, the scene at the end trying to be Denzel Washington. Doing the whole, we'll have you up in Rikers with a fucking thing up your ass, whatever the fuck it was, you know, and th- that whole end oh, speech. Oh, the fucking sequel to you talking to me. That whole speech of, that of you know, like where he's, where he like, he starts out looking around and he's like, ah, all right, all right, Jake, Jake, you motherfucker, Jake. <laughs> that whole fucking scene is so cringe to watch bad actors filming themselves do it. And like he keeps turning, you get to see everybody doing their fucking turn around to call for Jake off screen while talking to everybody and ramping up to the King Kong ain't got nothing on me moment. And it's so fucking bad. It's the best training day ending monologue. The, the new you talking to me totally, totally. And people are filming themselves doing what they think is an Oscar worthy performance is the greatest legacy that movie could have given us. <sighs> is bad acting cringier than bad comedy? Yes. If it's like a dramatic Yes, role? because bad comedy can still... Bad comedy attempting to make you laugh is still just silly. It just doesn't land. Um, and someone with a really dumb sense of humor will still laugh at that. But mm-hmm. bad acting is attempting to get you to feel a very specific emotion and it's attempting to get you in it's trying to trying to immerse you and it's just the worst i'm going to i'm i feel like i feel like it's it's more cringe personally i don't know i don't know I feel like bad comedy can hurt your soul. Whereas bad acting, you're like, ah, you should I mean, I guess it depends on how bad, really, you know? But, um... But again, I feel like a joke not landing, in many cases, it feels almost like, well, it's gonna land with a bunch of people that are dumb, I guess. Versus, like... Doesn't that apply to acting, too? Yeah, it can't, yeah. I don't know. Hard, Hard question. Hard question. Um, and bad, bad, hmm. Because <sighs> then you get the fucking, then you get the, the room where you can play it off as if you were doing it intentionally the whole time. Oh, so on purpose? Yeah, the, all that ADR, all that green screen on the roof. Oh, yeah, it was, it was part of our vision. I would, yeah, so here's here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay? Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and say that bad serious acting also gives you moments like, what am I fighting for? And... Oh, it does, it does. Dark Soul with light! Yeah, you're right. And, and jokes don't do that. You don't, those jokes don't, you don't remember those moments in that way. Those moments are fucking legendary staples on the wall You're forever. You're right. You're completely right. No! Oh, man. 
Oh, that's the worst one. Oh, it's so... Oh. God damn it. So much more important. That shit latches onto you and never lets go. So, yeah. Um, let's take one here. We got one coming in from Steven. He says, Hey, South Castle Super Beastars, should deranking in games exist? I recently picked up yeah. five, uh, Street Fighter Five, and I went back to ranked, not touching it since season one. Granted, I was low rank bronze, went on a big old losing streak and got demoted back down to rookie, which frustrated me because I came to the realization that shit happens like this, but I should still ask, does deranking happen across the, or should de- should deranking happen across the board? Or should lower ranks not be affected by deranking since it can lead to players dropping the game because they feel they're not good enough? Yeah, deranking should absolutely exist because if it didn't, then over time you would have to add new ranks to the top as over time eventually people would get enough points to clear into a new rank. Um, I think this problem has been solved and we are, and, and it, it, it was solved with Rising Thunder. And it is solved in Teppen. And I don't know who started it first. I'm going to guess possibly like CSGO or a very large, you know, system game that I haven't played. But the ranking system where you start at the beginning, you start at the bottom, and you make it up a couple of tiers of ranking that you can be demoted from until you hit a threshold. And then you go to the next point where you cannot be deranked. So... You make it all the way from uh, F up to E, but there's F five four three two one. You can you can be deranked between mm-hmm. those numbers. When you get a letter upgrade, you're stuck in that grade. You will never go below the letter, right? See, that's all right as long as per season everybody gets deranked to zero. Right, again. right, right. So you, but here's the thing: it's not. But so you make it all the way through the letters, all the way up to uh, A, right? And then you get to A one from A five, and then once you hit A one, you go to champion. And in champion, the ranking goes the the, the 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 letter goes away, and the number shows up and tells you what number you are. I like that. That's a lot. the best way to do this. And it's like if you're in the top player list, you know exactly where you are on the board. If you're at the bottom, I think my favorite you, thing about SF five now that I think of it is that they would just give you a fucking fat number on the screen that just said you're one hundred eighty seven thousand. I player. yeah, I kind of find that like I I get that. But that information is kind of pointless to people at a certain point. When they're like, you're 800,000th, it's kind of like... It would probably be more useful if it was like, you're uh, 1 to 10,000 in silver or B or, you know, No, whatever. it's useful. You got to have that information displayed. But I think they put bronze on the matchup title screen when you're getting into the fight. And then they put the number in game. And I think it should be the other way around, Right. It should be like bronze in game, and then like if you want to see the exact ranking on the world ranking, the world numbers, then like you get that exact digit, you know. But I think you mm-hmm. rising thunder, thunder, same thing. You you start at like bronze, you make your way up to diamond or platinum or whatever, right? Through gold all the way through the rocks, and then once you hit the top of those grading systems, where you cannot be deranked from like the highest version of it, you go into numbers. And that's, that's, you know, that's it. It's like, okay, now you're playing with people that you know where they're at. You're higher. You're playing this game's meta. You know, you're one of the best at it. That's that way to handle it. Deranking mm-hmm. until a certain point um, for lower players so that they don't feel like they're, like, losing progress and get that discouragement. 
but then at a high level, it's all it's all just pure uh, uh, a leaderboard. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good way to handle it. I can't think of any immediate improvement that I would add, other than I do like how Dead by Daylight and some other games do it, where it's like beginning of the season, everybody deranks a certain amount mm-hmm. to like mitigate it or to reset mm-hmm. the shit. Um, yeah, and, and and you know the the people getting locked in at whatever they've earned at lower rankings is not a big deal because you're still not because you're not like. You're not high enough to like, I guess, matter to the the grand scale of <laughs> of the like the met. I don't know what to. You know, it's just there's a threshold where it's like, okay, you're not really like. It doesn't matter that much. This is this is your personal experience of your growth and how you feel about where you're at. You know, but like when you enter the big mm-hmm. dog leagues, now you're gotta now you gotta pay attention to that shit. And I and I kind of feel like that's uh that's a fair way to to, to divide it. Um, we got one coming in from, um, Ryan. He says, dear cold brew and orange mocha frappuccino. Not only am I excited for Nintendo land to open its gates, but I'm excited to see if Nintendo's planning on following Disney's footsteps and have already themed dishes after the food stands. If you were tasked with developing a menu for Nintendo land's hungry and thirsty customers, what are some of the things you'd want on there? Regards from Ryan. Hmm. Off the jump. I'd want... I I would want a uh, a mushroom burger, right off the top. Of uh, first things first, I say, um, I say, Goomba muffins. Oh, I get that. And cupcakes that are like a one up, and you call them one up cakes. Yeah, that'll one up cakes, Goomba mushroom, Goomba muffins. Yeah, I want a mushroom burger that is somehow like I mean, because the buns make it look like a goomba already. Yep. yep. Right. Let's just throw a bunch of mushrooms on there. Um, that's probably the easiest to go, and then you can make some kind of fire flower chili or some shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh. Apologize to the home viewers, or home listeners rather, who will be hearing uh, a stupid cat screaming considerably more than the live viewers. How about one here from Joe saying, Dear Castellans of Castle Super Beast, how do you feel about words, meanings being changed or removed in the languages in fiction? A few examples. In Joe... In right. JoJo, the word stand, or in Kingdom Hearts, key, heart, light, and darkness. Oh, my God. Or in the City of Insomnia in FF15. Are these words removed from their other meanings entirely? Is there a capitalization system when written to stop any confusion? How would you ask Sora to turn on the light without having him do some anime bullshit? I mean, yeah, like in, in Kingdom Hearts, it's out of control. Those words are totally divorced from their original meaning. They're overused to the point, and they're used in every conceivable context. Uh, but I think in in JoJo, stand is fine. Like people say, stand up. How would you ask Solid Snake to come see a Patriots game without him gearing up some sneaky shenanigans? Have you ever been confused by double meanings that might not exist in a fictional universe? Yeah, that I can imagine that getting really stupid. 
Um, but I also think that human beings are really good at parsing context in conversation. I think that um, Salt Snake would love to go to a Patriots game because he would go, hey, do you want to go to the Patriots game? And somebody would look at him and goes, oh, yeah, I love the Lalelulelo. Lo. And he'd be like, ah, you're yeah. one of them. If you were to say the New England Patriots, I'm sure that would help narrow it down. Um, and I suppose, yeah, I can't, I can't speak for Kingdom Hearts because that shit seems kind of fucking. That shit's that's, dumb. That's man. gone. You know, light the darkness. Yeah. yeah, come up with new words. With this key come door, come up with new words. Hey, um, is there some double entendre with door and key and hearts and? No, they just say it too often. Okay. Just way too often. It's like you remember that old uh that old audio uh skit about like I'm attacking the darkness. You remember that shit the D&D skit? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's ancient. Kingdom Hearts is basically literally just that. Okay. The thing that you don't that don't remember or know about. So that that really hit really strongly. I'm very proud. Also stand in the world of JoJo, only applies to people who are stand users. To which you know, yeah, regular. They don't people know what don't the know fuck that stands. shit is. That shit doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, okay. Also, real quick one coming in here. Um, Dear Wooly versus Needles and Pat stares at syringes. Original Paper Boy here. I don't like that. Pat is super right to be afraid of syringes. A junkie tried to rob me the other day. After defending myself, he pulled something out of his jacket. I saw it was a needle, and I grabbed his arm to take him down. Eventually, he got free and ran away. I was left shook because all those fears started racing through my head. You have every reason to be afraid of syringe attacks. Just wanted to spread awareness of the danger. Oh, sick. Great. Thanks, buddy. Glad you're all right. You can put an extra lock on that door now. Thinking about it. Wow, there's a, that, wow that's a big nightmare. Holy shit. Cool. Cool. So begins the prepper chapter. Yeah, something like that. All right. You have a good one. I will. And all of you have a good one. Take it easy, folks.